0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 29 of Beyond the Smokestacks. I'm joined by my co-host, Christian. What's up, Christian?
1: I'm, I'm lethargic, much like my favorite football club. So <laughs> I hear that. And not much to say about it other than that, uh, but yeah, whatever.
2: And the
0: return of Davi, what's good? It's two guests
3: in a row that I've uh, I would have loved to been on the episode, podcast with, and uh, we keep fucking losing on the road, so thank- <laughs> thankfully uh, I went I went uh, to Brooklyn, fucked around with my friends for a while, p- played at Pier 5, and uh, not watched the match at all, oh. except for like 30 minutes of it, and that's it. Uh,
0: I would give it 1 out of 10, do not recommend. <laughs> do not recommend going back and watching that match. And our special guest for this episode, none other than Stu. What's up, Stu?
2: Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Stu, for the, uh, let us uh, let our listeners uh, know where, uh, where if they've t- if they've interacted with you on Twitter before. Um, where do you tweet out of?
2: Uh, Twitter. Uh, my handle is sg Stu G ninety
0: two. Cool. All right, and let's uh, let's get to know you a little bit. Um, let's go through rapid fire questions. Question number one: Favorite current NYCFC player?
2: Uh, I'll go with Keaton Parks. Uh, I like Big Keaton. Big Bird. Since- First game i ever seen, I, he just stood out for me. Um, I've just liked the guy ever since. I think 2021, he started to hit really warm. Unfortunately, he got that. That's it. Which sort of, I think, might have hindered him this season a little bit because he's still, I think he's a little off this season, but still, he's my guy, Mike Keaton.
0: So did he stand out for you because of his skill or because he was the tallest player on the pitch? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Both. The first game, um... First game I ever seen him was against the Red Bulls, and he was just this huge guy in midfield, number fifty five. And I went home, did a little research on him, seeing that he played for Benfica, and yeah, he's just he's just that sort of midfielder I like. Like he can be box to box, he can make things happen, and yeah, he he just does it very majestically. For so yeah, yeah. He ticks all the boxes. I yeah. like Keaton.
0: All right, so you can you can use this player again if you would like to. You don't have to. Favorite all time NYCFC
2: player. Yeah, I was thinking about this during the day. There's like a lot of obvious answers you could give. You could give Maxi Morales. You could give Taddy Castellanos. But for me, I'm going to give it to big uh, Alexander Callens. Um, he's an old-fashioned centre-half. He's built like a unit. He wins everything. He's just he's just always there. He's like And he'll score a goal for you as well, which he like. puts himself about. He's just he's a very old-fashioned for me. And that's what I like about Callens. So... And you've got to add in the, um, the 2001 Cup win, yeah score penalty kicks. like you never expect your center half to score the win in penalty kicks, and those celebrations against New England and then against uh, Portland they'll, they'll always stick in my mind forever. so
0: yeah, I've got to give it to
2: Collins.: It's a good shout
0: he's definitely sorely missed his ability to, to progress the ball and carry it um from the defense into the into the uh transition into the into the middle third and then even sometimes into the attacking
2: third what he used to do. Yep. Um favorite NYCFC kit. Uh, okay. Uh, it's probably an obvious one, but from the moment it got released, I just thought wow, this is this is a banger. Um, it was the two thousand one two thousand 2022 home kit. Um I thought when it was released, instant classic. Nice round collar, nice round uh, white sleeves. Just a nice shade of blue. Had the nice monogram running through it. Plus, we won the MLS Cup in it, so that gives it a a plus, an extra point.
0: Yeah, I mean that. That's definitely it's a timeless kit. Classic, simple. Like you said, I like the embossed um, NYCFC logo down the down the vertical pinstripes. Um, Yep. But and that, that, I mean, I know, Christian, you, you talk about how almost everyone mentions the 15 away, but the, I mean, the, the 21, it was a simple, but it was a good looking kit. But I mean, it also holds special value because that's the kit that we were wearing when we won the, the MLS Cup.
1: Yeah. And the, and the Bronx Blue kit has been like, it's been popular in like older episodes of uh, Beyond the Smokestacks. Just like more recently, it just seems like everybody's like starting to catch that nostalgia bug for the 2015, you know, Black Away kit. But I mean, I, I mean... The, the, like and not that I have any problem with that obviously the you know our inaugural away kit was, was amazing and also it's kind of like it's a bit of like a piece of NYCFC folklore because it, it was worn during our only one, like for only one season which wasn't even a good season as far as results were concerned at that so it was like you, you know the only bad season it, yeah on, on paper and so it really I would love to see you know that kit you know be worn again in the future or at least some kind of similar variation of it um uh i don't know exactly what they were trying to channel with the gotham kit but it failed miserably I, I just need another black kit like I, like cuz like i mean it, it's like um you know it's like what john said you know last week you know new yorkers just like always wear black that's just that's just the color like like black is yeah exactly uh, Stu is wearing black right now i'm wearing black with forest green right now like it's just dark colors and you know, even though I love our City Blue and I love like our innerboro kit and the Bronx Blue kit, you know, it, it's just we need to bring that kit back. It's just it's timeless. But yeah, no, the Bronx Blue kit definitely solid. I had two of them at one point, um, but yeah, no, they're they, they've seen better days. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I didn't like it. Oh, what, what,
2: which one? Uh, the 20, 2015 away jersey. You, you didn't like it. I. I like a black jersey, but if you're going to do a black jersey, you just have two colors. I didn't like this orange thing in the middle of the collar.
1: Yeah, by the collar,
2: yeah. That that just ruins it for me. But if that was if that was like blue and
1: black, two colors in a black kit—that's all you ever need. So wasn't a big fan of that black kit. That's a hot take. That's the first yeah. time I've ever heard. That's the first time I've ever heard somebody say that they didn't like it. But I mean, I appreciate your your candor. So <laughs> yeah.
2: I've uh, got to give a shout out too, to to the, the the party kits. I know Joe, you put up a, a tweet recently uh, ranking the the kits. I got to say the 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 white one and like the the navy blue one. Those those two were great kits, but
0: yeah, arguably those were the two of the of the nicer ones. And then they kind of started going towards these new prime blue stuff with the with the the white one and then the bluish green one and then now this navy blue or was this one No, this one was like a teal, right? yeah um but like even if like the best part about those previous parlay kits was like they weren't like readily available online i don't think so I, I had to like like it was all about the chase like i had to i had to take off of work i had to I had to go take the bus into the city get to adidas headquarters in time in, in 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 like near times square manhattan and like get into the store and get the and get the jersey and get out before anybody before they sold out like i can vividly, yeah. viv, I, I can vividly remember i think it was the white one the first one where I'm in the chain. Like I, I called ahead, had them hold one in my size. I went into the change room to try it on, and I had legit four or five people waiting for me outside to give them the yes or no on whether it fit or not. Because if it, if I, if it didn't fit me, they were taking it right then and there out of my hands. If, if, if it didn't fit me like that's that's how incom- like how sparsely these were made available. Now they're just like made like widely available and um, you can yeah. find them pretty much anywhere.
2: Based on those, I hope we have like a, a black kit next year or a white kit. I think we deserve that. Something different.
0: Yeah, so we'd be getting an away kit because the, it, this is the last year for the uh,
2: for the volt. I'd, I'd be down for a black kit if they do it right this time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, um, Stu, let's um, let, let's have the listeners hear your NYCFC origin story.
2: Yeah, sure. So I moved from New York to I I moved from Ireland to New York in twenty nineteen and on my bucket list I always wanted to go see the Hudson River Derby and thankfully that year in August uh, New York City were playing at home so that was my first game beat Red Bulls 2-1 ever with that lick remember that Um, so that was my first game it was my first ever sports experience in America Um, I went to the game with a pal um, first half my tickets were in the supporter section but the first half I was just taking, taking in Yankee Stadium I think it was a great stadium walking around drinking a beer and you could focus on the game you could see what was happening and then for the second half me and my buddy actually were like oh, let's actually go and see what the supporter section is let's go see our seats so we got there second half we were on the last row I think we were the last two people in the last section at like 2-3-9 or something and yeah it was a great game um, great atmosphere I went away from there. Uh, I followed New York City. I didn't go back to a game that season. I followed them on the TV. Uh, Then 2020 hits. uh, A week in, Ronnie is announced as manager. He's my boy. I support Celtic. He managed Celtic to a couple of league titles. So, you know, I got to start picking up a few more games, start going to a couple more games during the season. So a couple of weeks went by and I thought, you know what, I, I really miss going to soccer games. I really miss the atmosphere. I miss the pre-match beers with your friends. I miss the game itself, the roller coaster, the up and the down. I miss the post-match beer. I just miss the whole game day atmosphere. So I was sitting at work on a Friday, and I was like, you know what, I wonder how much a ticket for, for NYCFC is. So fill in the form online. It was a Friday morning at work. By that Friday afternoon, I had a season ticket for the 2020 season. And uh, of course, COVID happened, so I can't get to a game. Uh, but I kept the ticket on anyway, because I thought the club were quite quite good in what they'd done. They were like, you know what, if you can't get to a game, we're not going to charge you for your season ticket. We'll carry that over the next season. So I kept the season ticket on. The 2021 season came along, and I've been a supporter ever since.
0: Now, were you one of the 2,000 who flew to Portland for, to see the final?
2: Uh, no, I watched it in the Hammerstein Ballroom, but it was it was just as good. The atmosphere that day was electric. It was it felt like you were there, but you weren't. Yeah, uh, there was people there. Like the floor was packed. The two or three tiers behind the the main floor were packed. It was such a great atmosphere that day.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, looking at the videos of of Hammerstein, it looked like it was like legit. Like it probably felt like you were at like a match at Yankee Stadium with how many with how many fans were there. Yeah. And then obviously having, Tro- having Troy there and the smokestacks he probably felt like really authentic.
2: Right. Um, yeah, so that's my story and to, to be fair like this the, the, the club like I came into it blind and the amount of people I've met and the amount of friendships I've formed it's it's, it's, a, it's a really great club and I can speak really highly of New York City like I'm on this podcast with you guys. Uh, two or three weeks ago, I was at somebody's wedding who I met through, through supporting NYCFC. So I gotta say, it's 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 in my heart. It's a great club, um, and I, I'm glad I, I picked uh, that derby to go to.
0: Now, did you support from abroad when you were still living in, in Ireland back in like the early early years, fifteen to seventeen?
2: Uh, not a supporter, because uh, obviously I'm European. The European football is the the king over there. You got the Champions League, the Premier League. We've got like La Liga, Bundesliga. So to be fair, MLS in Europe it's it's not that popular. Mm-hmm. I might have like kept an else but it, it wouldn't have like drawn my attention to, to watch a team or pick up with a team.
0: Well I mean it's 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 actually beneficial to you that you missed those years because those, those years were particularly shit. So.
2: <laughs> <It> <laughs> and was... the, fir- the first the first actually got to go to games He won the MLS Cup so luck of the Irish and all that <laughs>
0: yeah and then uh, I mean but th- those first uh, those first three seasons were pretty much just David Villa putting us on his back and carrying us to whatever 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 right. games that we were winning he was pretty much single-handedly responsible for that um, which is fun it's fun in its own right watching a world-class player who's won a World Cup and, and played for some of the be- uh, best clubs in the world kind of come and still he still had some juice left it wasn't like some of these guys who come over here and just treat this as a pseudo retirement league he still had some juice left when he came here so
2: um that was yeah, definitely... it's, it's big for himself like he he was banging in goals left right and center so his, he he came here and conquered like you're right what you say a lot of guys come over here and they they're terrible
0: yeah i mean he was def like i mean we got you got to experience what uh what Tati Castellanos was like coming here and he was like a walking goal while he was here as well like he was he had scored at a pretty pretty high clip for most of his career with nycfc but ny uh, david Villa was even higher like he was scoring at, at, an, at an even more insane clip um when he was those first three, those first three seasons um it was like you walked into a home game and you're like it's not like oh is david going to score today it's like oh how many is he going to score and when is he going to score because he's going to score um, yeah <laughs> so that was that was the fun part um so I guess we can uh rip the band-aid off on this one. So this is uh th- this episode, episode twenty-nine, will serve as a review of the two thousand twenty-three iteration of the U- Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup 1-0 defeat to FC Cincinnati in the round of thirty-two. Um, and then we will transition and, and and use this also as our preview for the some, some small club 20, in New I don't know. 20, the twenty-fifth the 25th, the 25th edition of the Hudson River Derby because we've played them 18, 19, 21 times in the regular season and three times in the U.S. Open Cup. So 18, 21 plus three is 24. So that now this is, yeah, this is the 25th edition of the Hudson River Derby, um, across all competitions. So yeah, so we'll get into that. But first let's talk a little bit, at least a little bit about the FC Cincy match. Um, it seemed like um the lineup was more along the lines of, actually, i was actually listening back to the episode today it was more along the lines of what christian uh christian i think your lineup was the closest prediction to what what it, what actually came to be um as well as our guest um who was our guest for last episode
1: chop cheese oh yeah
0: <laughs> fuck chop cheese <laughs> how, the fuck, how the fuck did you forget that uh, selective amnesia just from, uh, from I, I did the old I did the men in, What's the, you, you know the name of it. what's the men in black thing called Neuralizer. Neuralizer. did the neuralyzer fucking get, I gotta get past that match and get on to the weekend I neuralized myself um, so I, 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 I neuralized too far back and I forgot who we had
1: On Dobby's uh, too young he's like what the fuck is men in black Like when, this, when the second one came out he, I don't even think he was born yet and I don't think they were born when men in black what, 2 what, was what, what year did that come out 2002 2003? David
3: 2001? Doug wasn't, wasn't
1: alive, yeah. Yeah, early 2000s. Oh, 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 three, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> you're really you're, you're an infant. Yeah. But yeah, so I think
0: cho- uh, Chop Cheese and, and, and Christian had the closest uh, lineup. Uh, we, we trotted out Kevin O'Toole at left back with Tavon Gray at right back. No, sorry. No, wing backs. And then our we had the three center backs of uh, Tony Alfaro, Maxime Chanot. And Tiago Martins with uh, with Mr. Freeze, Matt Freeze, and Net. The wingbacks were O'Toole and and Gray. Um, two midfielders announced it was supposed to be James Sands and um, James Sands and uh, Alfredo, Alfredo Alfredo Morales, but Alfredo Morales picked up some type of pre-match injury, got switched to Justin Hack, um, and then the front three was Segal. Uh, who who was uh, who played right wing? It was Segal,
3: Jason, J-
0: Jason, and uh, and Talis Magno. Um, and then in the second half, the only three substitutions that we used were to uh, were to take off all front three attackers and bring on Santi Ledesma and Gabi Pereira. Um, first half was a bit was much very much a snooze fest. Um, not not a lot going on in terms of attack. Um, not a lot for Cincy. A, a lot of possession without intent. Just a lot, a lot of possession, um, and then uh, in the second, it was the second half they scored, right? At about uh, right, right before the yep. substitution, so about fifty something um, off of just a just a corner kick, right? Just a corner kick gets swung another,
3: in. Another fucking corner, man. Corner
0: kick gets get swung thing. in. Um, we can't get uh, we can't get hands on on bodies. Uh, Brandon Vasquez, who is a tall target striker, um, he's been I mean he's, he's been doing this for a year now with with Cincy banging in goals. Um, and he gets the better of Maxime Chanot on a, on on another set piece. Um, and it's just one of those, it's not like a power header or anything like that. It's just one of those deflection headers goes off his head and, and shoots into the back far, far post corner. Um, Matt, uh, Matt freeze can't do much to get in the way of it and save it. It's, it's a very, very quick boom, boom. I mean, I mean, with the length that freeze has, I mean, you'd figure he can get just big and just try to make a save, but, um, just like that one zero and, and, uh, the morale is low and we kind of have already written off the match at that point. Like we're not like, we don't think with not with the players who are on the field that at that moment, we're not like, yeah, we're not, coming, we're not going to be able to come back from this, especially with the way that like they're playing with um, like just the, the pace of the build up play. It was just so slow and lethargic. It was methodical, but it was just too slow to, to really amount to anything. Um, there was no dangerous attempts, like, in the 18-yard box. Like, it just... I mean, what... what I'm going to give you guys the floor. I, I, I did my little spiel about this game. Uh, still, let's start with you. What, what did you think about this performance from NYCFC against FC Cincy last night?
2: Uh, you know, it's... It was pretty boring to me. I felt like a pre... I said it before the show. It felt like a preseason friendly. The way it went on, I think I heard the commentator say up until, like, the 60th minute or something like that, that we had no shots on target. Um... So that just speaks volumes for itself, but like you guys said on the last episode, it's the U.S. Open Cup. Are New York City re- really that concerned with the U.S. Open Cup? Should we be going out for it? Should we be upset about the loss? But as a special, it's not a great advertisement. <laughs> it was poor. Um, do we know what happened with
1: M- Morales and his injury?
0: It just no, seemed like a... I haven't heard anything.
1: A- No, it's just, I I, I wasn't even like really listening to the, I I don't even know if they said anything on air because, you know, like obviously when when these games happen uh, when we're away um, I'm typically, except for uh, this weekend because I'll I'll be there Uh, typically I'm in the Discord server like talking with all, like everybody who's in you know, this server that we record the podcast in, uh, the Beyond the Smokestacks Discord server if you haven't already joined it, join it, it's a lot of fun Um, Yeah and and we were like kind of just talking amongst ourselves like throughout the game and you know, basically just, you know, kind of talking shit about how poor we were. And, uh, uh, uh I think we, we, we were very unimpressed with Gabe Sieg- uh, Siegel, uh, more specifically. We were kind of very, I, I think at this point, um, it's, it's been established that he is not top flight ready, um, in any regard. Uh, that maybe he can become that over, over the years, but right now it's just, it, he's, he's not the solution. Uh, and, you know, we were also I'm trying to think of, like, who else, like, stuck out. Uh, Matt Matt Free starting was pretty cool. He had some decent saves in the first half. Seemed to be tested early and often. Um, but, and I, I don't put the uh, set-piece goal on, uh, on him because Brandon Vasquez is literally unmarked uh, in the box. And it's all too easy to just place a header off a set-piece into the net. So, like, I really can't fault any goalkeeper for that. The set-piece... Uh, on, on set pieces like that when like there's a decent delivery that's right 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 there like you know towards the penalty spot and it's a little too far out of for the goalkeeper to comfortably come off of his line and uh and and claim it for himself you're relying on your defense to be uh, you know to do their job and and mark up and clear the ball to safety but um uh I, it looked like Chano was on him and kind of just I don't know if he got bumped into by somebody else or if he kind of just stumbled, uh, before he was able to complete his jump, but yeah, that's how the goal went in. And pretty much before and after that, NYCFC, even after the uh, triple substitution, uh, was pretty toothless, uh, in the attack and couldn't just couldn't do anything. And, uh, so, you know, I just, just, a f- just uninspiring performance. um, I'm also. I'm not going to go into a huge rant, but I'm also kind of pissed that the Red Bulls were able to play a day before us, uh, so they get spotted an extra day of rest and preparation for the Derby match. Uh, so pretty upset about that, and also I'm upset that uh, Cincinnati is facing the Red Bull is facing Red Bull uh, now in the next round. And I would have loved to have an extra Derby because we only have two scheduled matches this year. I would have loved to have a, th- a third match against. Not just our main rival, but the bottom of the East Red Bull. So, like, like you know, I feel like that that's an opponent that we should be looking our chops at and uh, and beating them en route to a potential trophy is, uh, would be important to me. But that we've been robbed of that. But like I said on the last episode and a few episodes before that, I can't bring myself to give a fuck about the US Open Cup because it's obvious the club doesn't give a fuck about the US Open Cup. So, why should I? Uh, it's, it's basically my, uh, my philosophy. If you don't care then why should I? And uh last night was about as expected. Uh I predicted a two nil loss. Uh merc- mercifully it was only one nil, uh, because neither team really played well, neither team really looked good. Um and uh yeah, so done and dusted for me, moving on to uh the matter at hand, which is the Hudson River Derby. But um, you know, I, I don't know if uh, davi Javi watched the match, but I'll let him uh you know Chime in if he if he wishes to. Let's just move on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, just to put the bow on the Cincy match. So uh, Cincy uh, did, they didn't start with a full strength lineup like we had predicted because they, they are off this weekend in MLS play. Um, they didn't start Lucho Acosta, He came on. A, he came on in the second half. And when he came on, he was he he imparted his will on on the on the match because he's like he's pretty much a like for like for Maxi Morales. Except maybe he and maybe even Lucho scores a little bit more than Maxi ever did. Um, so he came on later. Brenner was hurt, so he wasn't even in the, in the equation. Sergio Santos came on as a sub later on in the match. Um, so really, uh, uh, Vasquez was the only threat that was in the starting lineup for, for Cincy, and he is the one who scored the goal. Um, so, I mean, we have to do a better job of, of neutralizing the other team's threats if we're going to have a chance at getting any type of points on the road. Now, granted, this match this weekend is a road match, but it's really... I mean, it's not like a true road match because it's very, very close in proximity. Um, Now, maybe the most enjoyable thing that came out of this Cincy match, probably from an NYCFC perspective, is the stadium renderings dropped like in the middle of the fucking match. Right. (laughs) It's a weird time. It's a weird, it's a weird time to drop some content for NYCFC, but in the middle of a fucking US Open Cup match, they decided to drop stadium renderings. (laughs)
3: I've seen some people say Red Bull Arena will still be better. The, the, piss off. That, 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 that shit. That place is a shithole. That's where careers go to die. That's where. Um, I don't. So it's, it's just where, you know, nobody goes. Nobody wants to go to fucking buttfuck Harrison, New Jersey in the middle of a fucking dump. Who the fuck wants to go there? Unless it's a derby game. No, nobody wants to go. Like you, you can't, you can't even draw ten thousand fans for a playoff game. Your first playoff game in like four years. You can't even draw ten thousand. Like,
2: come on. Like, yeah, how, uh, how, no one can compare that to Red Bull Arena. You know, I thought those renderings were great. It. Did you guys take the survey?
1: Uh, uh, weeks ago. No, no, but I'll be at the focus group on the twenty third.
2: I think it was like a, a survey on like ticket prices and things you wanted to see, but the oh. renderings. And- it looked like Red Bull Arena, and it looked terrible. So these renderings that actually come out today were, or are yesterday. Sorry, um, they look great. It uh, gets me really excited for that stadium. If if that's what it's going to look like, then then
1: it looks awesome, in my opinion.
0: Christian, what do you think of the renderings?
1: Uh, well, I, I didn't hear anybody say that Red Bull would still be better because I don't think anybody treats, I don't think anybody envies the Red Bull situation. I, I, I've uh,
3: seen, I've, se- I've seen some comments on social media saying that the Red Bull arena will be better.
1: I, I didn't see that, but uh, um, I so <laughs> so I was uh, a bit unpopular yesterday because I wasn't wasn't as, uh, hot on the, uh, renderings as, uh, as other people were, uh, my initial opinions were that it looks like every other quote unquote soccer specific stadium that MLS that, that has been built within MLS in the last five years. And I was expecting like, you know, like, a, see, cause like my issue is like, I feel like when it comes to like, you know, like all the major sports in this country, um, you know, outside of like basketball arenas, cause indoor arenas are different. Uh, but, but even then, like they still have character, like, 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 you know, like Madison Square Garden's unlike any other place in the world. And I, I, you can take that to the bank, uh, the way it it's holds all this
3: NHL NBA arena in the, in, in the league today.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, despite its age, um, it, it just, it, it's unlike anywhere else. Uh, I mean, I do think it's a little overpriced for tickets, especially considering the quality of, of the teams in the last 10 years that play there, uh, overall, but at the same time, the way it holds noise, the, uh, you know, the culture and the, uh, the vibe that surrounds it, it's different than anything else. Uh, but however, when it comes to like outdoor state out, like actual stadiums, actual stadia, you know, it, if you think baseball, if you think the NFL, if, uh, you know, you know like these, these are sports with stadiums that all have like they're just a, a distinct flavor and, uh, identifiable differences. And like from one another, like, so, like, like, Anybody who's ever been to an NYCFC match, like forget baseball, knows that City Field and Yankee Stadium couldn't be any more diametrically opposed, and they feel like two distinct, different places. Of uh, in terms of its 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 aesthetics, its acoustics,
3: at almost everything. whether every- it's baseball or soccer, it doesn't matter. They both feel different.
1: Well, I've yeah. never i've I've never seen a baseball game at City Field because I'm not the Mets fan. Fuck the Mets, but um... Hey. I, 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 I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, sit on it and twirl, you know? Like, like uh, I, I'm just, uh, I've just i been to several games at both the new and old Yankee Stadium, and uh, especially the old Yankee Stadium, there was nothing quite like it. Uh, the new stadium, I don't like as much, and I actually think city Field's an upgrade over it. But, uh, you know, these are discernible differences. Like, like, I can discern that from PNC Park, where the Pirates play. Uh, you can discern MetLife, which is one of the most heartless, soulless fucking football stadiums In the United States to, you know, even like the Hard Rock Stadium in in South Florida, where the Dolphins play with with, with its canopies and like it's like the literal lightning rods. Like like there's discernible differences. My issue with this new stadium rendering, and and I don't want to sound too critical because I'm just happy to have a home at the end of the day. At the end of the day, a home is enough. But I look at it and I'm just like, how does this set us apart, you know, from... Anybody like 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 if you look at like what St. Louis City's uh uh stadium looks like, it's it's not that much different. If you look at where Austin FC plays, it's not that much different. If you look at where uh, Cincinnati plays in their new stadium, it's not that much different. Minnesota United, same story. Red Bull Arena for for fuck's sake, not that much different. It's about as cookie cutter as can be. And I was just hoping and for something that was a little bit more distinct and a little bit more in the spirit of like where it is, because like, I, you know, despite the fact that I have my criticisms in the Yankee stadium, you know, like if you go to, if you go to Yankee stadium, you go to city field, they're very New York. They have a very New York field. They look like they belong in the greatest city in the world. In my opinion, that's what I would, where I'd put New York. Um, this stadium just looks like an MLS stadium. it just, it just looks like one. And I, I don't... And once again, I don't want to come... Like, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer because I am excited about the stadium. I am happy to have a home. But, you, you know, like, it's it just... And you already know that they're going to... Like, I, I think Brad Sims has already basically said that they're not keeping the same dimensions. Like, we're not keeping, like, the signature, like, small pitch when we go over. It's going to be... It's going to feel just like everything else. And... That's, fu- that's fucking bullshit. They should keep it. And I, and I just... And I'm not... I'm not that fucking hot on it. I, I mean, but and I'm, I'm trying to be as diplomatic as possible. Like, well, c- cause I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful either. I think we all want to be out of a place where we don't, where the buck stop, where the buck doesn't stop with, you know, like stop with us, you know, like at the end of the day, we can't choose whether or not uh, we play our playoff games at Yankee stadium or city field. We have to rely upon the Yankees and the Mets not having good seasons and not or, or having deep playoff runs in order for us to guarantee a home stadium during playoff time. And, you know, having that, having a place to play U.S. Open cup games, Campionis cup games, you know, God willing Leagues cup, you know, like, 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 you know, like whatever, you know, just like having like, like, like having a home is going to be nice, but I just wish it felt more like home as opposed to just a generic building sorry i it, i kind of went off there but i just i just because like people are like saying like sanchez one of our former guests like said stop it when i said that on twitter but i was just like and I, I was just like i i didn't respond because what am i going to do argue with him because he likes it and i don't you know so it's like but that's just how i feel about it i
0: mean like when i looked at the renderings like it, it looks nice um for me I'm having a hard. I'm just. Having, I'm having a really hard time getting excited about it. Like I know, as it gets closer, I'll get more excited about it. But it's just so far off in the future. Like we're we're gonna have to play multiple seasons before this happens. It's not like this is gonna be like. It, it's not even like it's gonna be like next year or even the year after that. It's like the year after that. After that, it's like four years almost. Um, See,
1: I've, I've heard you say that. We've, the thing we've, is, we've, like, we've been doing this for ten years
0: now.
3: I know. <laughs>
1: I mean, it it took eight years in order for a stadium to even be fucking, like, nine years if you count, like, the first day, like, if you count, like, uh, you know, day zero of the club, like, the announcement of the club. We've been waiting almost a decade for this, and, and, you know, that didn't sour the taste once we got an announcement, and also the wait's not going to sour the taste either, because I'm pretty sure I said this on a previous pod, I've definitely said it among ourselves. The day when it reaches a fever pitch is when we make the playoffs in twenty twenty six, and we can't play at fucking City Field or Yankee Stadium because both the Yan- cap we're gonna win, we're gonna, gonna win the final
3: game at Yankee we Stadium. Make, we're gonna raise we the, the MLS Cup.
1: Dobby, Dobby, you can make your prediction after no, I'm no, done. No no no, 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 no no.
3: We're, we're raising, no, no. we're raising, no, 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 we're raising MLS Cup. We're raising MLS Cup in twenty twenty six at Yankee no. Stadium.
1: No, you can yes. make your, you can make your fucking. It's gonna
3: happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. You can make
1: your hopeful prediction later i'm talking about the reality of the situation it's going to reach a fever pitch when the yankees and mets are both in the playoffs in 2026 and the city and that's
3: and the yankees will probably get knocked all right, all right. The okay, okay. Listen, again.
1: you so- cannot guarantee me davi and you cannot and i'm not going to entertain the idea that you can because it would be fucking bullshit and it would be a lie you cannot guarantee me that the Mets will be bad in three years. You can't, especially considering the current state of the animal. They're bad now. They're bad now. It doesn't matter. Are they gonna be bad in three
3: years? Yes, because it's the no, fucking mess. No, you don't know that. You don't know that. It's the fucking mess. of mediocrity. Do you even watch baseball? A little bit. You no, 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 no. Do you watch baseball? <laughs> what does it matter? <laughs> then shut Is the it, fuck it, up. You
1: have a shit record. Then shut oh, the fuck man. up. Okay? Last time I checked, they were under 500. No. Uh, uh, who cares? First off, it's fucking May. If you're looking at records about baseball in May, you're fucking dumb. And second of all, it you cannot guarantee uh, two Maybe teams. You're in...
3: getting butthurt because I don't agree with him.
1: No, the, um, no, I'm he's um, um, no, I'm getting annoyed. I'm not butthurt. I would have to give a fuck about like a baseball fan's actual insight in order to be butthurt. I'm annoyed that somebody is guaranteeing me that in three years the Mets are going to be bad when American sports, MLS included, mind you, are known for for stressing parity and stressing that the worst team one year can be the best team the next year. That's not uncommon in American sports. As a matter of fact, it's the fucking norm. So you cannot guarantee me that the Mets will be bad in three years. Anyway, besides the point, the, the wait for the stadium will reach a fever pitch in, in november october whatever the fuck that is october of 2026 when we can't play it either because or we or, or at least we can't play yankee stadium because the yankees are good or the mets are good or both and then we have to play a playoff game in fucking Connecticut or god forbid across the hudson river in new jersey that's when it's going to be at its fever pitch so i don't buy into it's too long away i can't get excited for it i am counting down days i'm crossing x's on calendars Waiting for that stadium. to Yeah, open. like four fucking calendars,
0: calendar. four calendars worth. You have to change your calendar That's four great. times. That's
1: fine. I, and I guarantee, most. I guarantee, I'd be willing to stake my life, my life, on the fact that most NYCFC fans are in the same camp. Yeah, but they cannot every,
0: wait. Every time some little nougat gets released about the club, they, 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 our fans treat it like it's like it's fucking cocaine. They get all excited for like forty-eight hours, because and then it's like, oh wait, four it. years. Let me let me because let me let me come back down again.
1: Because they're excited to
0: begin with, they're excited right now. Yeah, but now. I don't. I don't like the undulations of excitement. I just want pure excitement because
1: I want it fucking tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, didn't want it. Four you know, years from I mean, now. You this isn't for you, Joe. It's not for you. This isn't for you. Then I it's want, for us. I want,
3: want, want
0: Cushing sack tomorrow. That's what I want.
1: <laughs> oh boy. All
0: right. So that was the the best part about the fucking match last night, U.S. Open Cup, was the Stadium renderings getting released because the match on television was dreadful. It was boring. It was lethargic. It was uninspiring and it was predictable we knew we, we all for the most part knew in our heart of hearts it was going to happen we had wishful thinking that maybe just maybe we were going to score goals on the road and come out with a win but that did not come to fruition and 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 i i echo the sentiment of of christian i was quite angry uh today when i woke up in this afternoon and saw that um that uh cincinnati drew red bull in um in the next round uh because I love I love me a Hudson River Derby, and I, and, I, and to, we used to have three of them a year. Now we've gotten cut down to two because we used to have three regular season derbies.
1: I think. Yeah, and you, and, and and you can't like twenty nineteen. It, it was it was a guaranteed series win. Now you can split the derby. I don't like splitting a derby. I want all that to myself, especially with how bad the Red Bulls have been this year. Yeah. You know, one result in the U.S. Open Cup. I, listen, independent of how bad we've been on the road away from home, we're. We'll, we're still firmly like in the sharper end of the Eastern Conference uh, race. Granted, a lot of the teams behind us have games in hand, but I don't doubt that we're going to get better as the season goes on. And also, I think we're a better team than the, than, than Red Bull is, like, like legitimately. I think we're head and shoulders better than they are. I, I think that's obvious. Uh, and, and this is the year where I really want to pummel them into, in, in, like, like, like into submission because just, that's honestly winning derbies is almost as good as winning championships for me. It's not as good, but it's almost there. It's it, it's in the same ballpark. It's in the same breath. Uh like 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 for instance like, like I I don't want to jinx it, but I mean if you were to give me a 7-0 game over Red Bull away or an MLS cup and make me choose between the two, I would have a difficult time. I would have to think about it. I would have to think about it. I I would because that's just how much pride I take in that fixture and that's how important that fixture is to me and having an extra one as you said Joe would be awesome uh, especially this year like where we're now we only faced them twice at least last year we got to face them three times
3: They're, good, they're good to be missing only... a lot of players too a lot of a lot of starters and like that some depth pieces but mainly starters they'll be missing a lot this weekend
0: yeah so uh jumping head first into the Hudson River Derby this will be the 15th all-time away edition of the Hudson River Derby um, we have three losses in the US, U.S. Open Cup, as we explained on the on the preview episode for the U.S. Open Cup. Three losses to Red Bull there at Red Bull, um, and we sport a two-win, two-draw, seven-loss record in MLS play against all-time against the New York Red Bulls. Um, the two wins were um, the two wins most recently. We uh, we beat them. Uh, we beat them last season. Um, away it was the Tati Castellanos last goal of his NYCFC tenure um, to date. Um, and then our previous victory um, was the Ben Sweat game, uh, it was the 2 0 um, victory over Red Bull 2017. It uh, June 24th, 2017, uh, which was a match that we, we thoroughly out, outplayed them. Uh, Jack Harrison scored in the thirty third minute. Ben Sweat scored in the sixty-fifth off of a crazy header, absolutely insane header, the moment of his career. Um, and uh, that was a so I mean we've only we've only left we've only left Red Bull Arena two times in our history, like feeling really good. And one of them was as as recent as last season. Uh, so to say that we do not have uh, very good luck heading into Red Bull for an away Hudson River Derby is an understatement. Um Looking at, I mean, I have here in front of me the, the scores of of all of the away legs. Um, start, starting back to 2015, we lost to them two one. Back this is when the, this is during the Bradley Wright Phillips days. Um, he scored in the fourth and the 52nd. Um, th- this this uh, even the away leg of this of this uh, of this rivalry has um, a pretty healthy red card tradition. Um, this, the, the entire rivalry has a healthy red card tradition, but Matt Miazga got a red card in the very first Hudson River Derby away, um, which was the 2-1 victory for Red Bull. Um, in 2016, uh, Ethan White um, Ethan White got um, a double yellow card, red card. Um, that was a 4-1 victory for, for Red Bull with Bradley Wright Phillips scoring two goals. Kleshton scoring a PK and some dickhead named Zubar scoring the 23rd minute. Um and then also uh Maxime Chanot got a double yellow red in the one uh tie at um at Red Bull in 2021 a game which saw Tati scoring the 31st and saw Patrick Klemala level at 90 plus 12
2: um in that match uh so that was the snow handball I'm pretty sure yeah that that was that was a dodgy penalty i think then bullshit.
3: absolute but, fucking bullshit it's just another one just another one of the long list of fucking decisions that goes our way and only and only against our way what is i don't
2: eat fucking list where did that come from that time what happened like 12 yeah the 12 minutes stoppage time like that was i can't even remember no, the no one they, they added eight it was 8.
3: It was towards the end of the game. It was towards the end of the 8 minutes, and then they added another 4 minutes because Ismael Elfath, his, his eyes are clearly just for decoration, and he's probably he, – he didn't even know what to do uh, until, until like, 2 minutes. He's probably spent 2 good minutes, 2 good minutes just doing this. <laughs> That's it. That's so it. I'm trying to jog
0: my memory and remind and remind myself, wh- wh- which one was the throw-in game? That was
1: 2019. That was 2-1.
0: Royer had a PK at 45 plus 1, and then Royer scored at the the 60th. And that 60th was when the throw-in went out for a corner kick. They called it a throw-in, even though they were calling it a corner kick. And then they threw it in and swung the ball in, and he finished it, right?
1: Yeah, I believe that was also three days removed from a U.S. Open Cup match as well. No, it was a league game
0: in that in that game a bear scored in the 7th minute so we we were up 1-0 very early
1: no, no, in that what, game no 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 wasn't that like when we played orlando in the us open cup and lost in like like on penalties because yeah, uh yeah, but that
0: was that was like
3: 2 weeks
1: later are you sure
0: yeah. orlando was 7 10 19 this game was this game was 7 14 19 yeah 4 days that, it was 4 was, days was, after was, the was, orlando was, pk
3: loss all right my bad yeah that was
0: 4 days off after the orlando pk loss in the in the open cup.
3: I think I, yeah. was th- I was thinking of 2018 for some reason.
0: Um yeah, so we just we have I mean the score lines uh so going chronologically from 15 to to current day. Um 5 10 15 was uh was 2-1 Red Bull. Um August of uh, 15 was 2-0 Red Bull. July of 16 was 4-1 Red Bull. Uh June of 17 was our first win. That was the Jack Harrison Ben Sweat game. That was 2-0 um, August of 17 was a 1-1. Uh, Maxi scored in the 56, so we went up. And then Verone scored a PK in the 70th. Uh, May of 18 was the 4-0. Uh, Kaku, Valo, Bradley Art-Phillips, and Etienne scored. Um, they scored two goals in four minutes in that game. Uh, they scored in the second minute and the fourth minute of the game. That game was pretty much over from uh, five minutes into the match. Um... July of 19 was a 2-1 Red Bull. Uh, Royer scored the penalty kick. Hebert scored in the 7th minute. They came back to, from a 1-0 to, score, to win 2-1. August of 20 was the Kyle Duncan uh, scored in the 59th.
3: Oh, um, an- another bullshit call. That was not a goal. The ball was not off the line, man. Uh, uh,
0: bullsh- September 21 was the Klamala scoring at 90 plus 12. Tati scored at 31. That was a 1-1. Uh, October of 21 uh K- scored in the third minute, and that was enough to win the game um, at Red Bull Arena in October of 21. Uh, and then July seventeenth, twenty 2022, was Tati 1-0 in the 69th. Major nice. major goal disparities. Um, we have 18 goals against and only 8 goals scored in, in this away leg of this rivalry, which is not very... Good. <laughs> they have they dunked, dunked on us multiple times. They have a 4-1 and a 4-0. Um, all the other games are kind of close, but 18 goals against equals four is not great. And then also pair that with our current run of form, and it seems like we're kind of. Creeping into the wood chipper a little bit, um, so I mean I'm not exactly. I mean my my detentions are high. I want to win this game. I want to go in there and stomp them out because they're low on the table. They're but I mean they they have this coach bump with the coach getting let go. They got a result this week uh, midweek um, uh, in the in the Open Cup. So I mean I think things are, are, are looking in an, in an upward trajectory over in Harrison um, compared to what it was looking at like looking like just a mere week ago when they were um, be unable to get results. And there was a lot of turmoil surrounding the program and the team. Um, Stat wise, a lot of our guys who have um, uh, statistical contributions in this entire home or away, just in the Hudson River Derby, there are not a lot of guys on our current roster that have statistical contributions in this in this derby. Um, There's not a lot of guys that played games in this derby. Um, Santi has played four matches in the in the Hudson River Derby. that's this is regular season only. Not this doesn't include the uh, the Open Cup. But um, he has one goal, two assists in four matches. So I mean, in the games he's played, he's imparted his uh, his skill in this game. Tiago Martins has has uh, an assist. Did he did he assist Tati's goal? It was Santi Rodriguez. It was Santi. And who who did uh who did Tiago assist? Was it Abert? When when did uh when did when did Tiago Martins get an assist in this in this? Because uh, he's only been on, our t- on the team since twenty two, right? The two the two nil I think. I,
1: I, I he it, uh, it, it
3: was in the two nil yeah, off it was off a corner. Yeah kinda he put got in his... the ball kind of didn't Oh uh, uh, it was that it was at corner. it must that was at
0: our place then, right? That was
3: at Yankee Stadium, okay. yeah. The, the, yeah, they didn't deal with it and Santi slotted it into the bottom.
0: Okay, corner. so Tiago Martins has an assist. Chanot, twelve matches played, six yellow cards, one red card. <laughs> uh Keaton Parks. I, I don't know how many matches he's played, but he has two yellow cards and a red card um and then for red bull they have players who have who have experience in this uh so they have uh caceres has played in nine matches in this in this uh in the hudson river derby has two goals two assists kyle duncan six matches one goal one assist omir fernandez seven matches one goal andres reyes uh has uh, has an assist um so they have players who have played against i mean who have played in the in this hudson river derby for him we we don't have as many um who have had statistical contributions? How are you? How I mean, what's the general vibe? What's what's the tone? Let's start with uh, with Stu. How how are we feeling head into this twenty uh, fifth version fifteenth away leg of
2: the Hudson River Derby? Um, I think I have mixed feelings. Like our away form is not great. Uh, they are going to have the manager bump. They're bottom of the league. It it could be a recipe for disaster. I hope it's not going to be. We should go there. Scud them two three nil, but. I just our away form just it sucks and it concerns me and I know it's only across the, the water but I don't know. it's just managers gone. That manager bump, they're they're gonna they're gonna want to get their season back on track. They're gonna this is their cup final for them already this season. Well we're not even halfway through the season, so there's gonna be a cup final for them, they're gonna have the home crowd behind them, they're gonna come at us. Um, I, it it could be a banana skin, it could be it could be a difficult one to take for us. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we go there and I hope Cushing hasn't got fired in the players that, look, this team are shit. They're bottom of the league. They don't have a manager. We we, we dominated them last season in the two derbies. Let's go get three points. Let's get our season back on track. Forget about these guys. Let's go and beat them. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence for it. I'm not that confident going into it. Um, I think my prediction, I don't know if it's prediction time yet, but I'm I thinking we're gonna. I think it's gonna be oh, a school. Hold on to it. Hold on
3: to it. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> well, so we'll save it towards the end. But uh does any does anyone know who the their interim head coaches? Uh,
0: he's he, he's some guy from New Mexico United. Um, he I think he just signed on to be a coach with Red Bull at the start of last season. I want to say, or maybe even this season. Um, he's he's there,
2: right? They're not they're not going to appoint anybody.
0: Uh no yeah he's interim. Um he's I guess he's going to hold that tag for as long as uh as, until they maybe in the off season or maybe even in July when they when uh, other world clubs are, are making decisions. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't have any MLS experience in terms of coaching.
2: Um so he's kind of like he's, he's
0: kind of like the equivalent of like what Frank Lampard is for Chelsea. He's like a gatekeeper
2: interim until uh yeah. I mean, that, that could that could be a benefit. He might not have a clue what's going on.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Red Bull was able to get a 1-0 result against D.C. in the Open Cup on Tuesday. Um, and they look, yeah. they, their play looked better than, I guess, it's looked all season from what um, from what I've been hearing. Um, it, they look to have a clear direction and a clear attacking identity in that match. I mean, granted, it's D.C. D.C.'s gone. They've been pretty crap for the past couple seasons, although Wayne is there now. Um, he's trying to clean things up, but DC's been pretty putrid, um, but still, I mean, they've
2: looked... Yeah, I just don't win too confident to this game, because it's a derby, and like I said, they're just a wounded animal at the minute, you what know, what what better what a better club to, to, to come back against than us, to beat us, so just be a little cautious, I'm not that confident, but we'll see.
0: Dobby, how are you feeling heading into this derby?
3: Let's beat the fucking shit out of these cunts, man. I I want to bomb the shit out of them, man. I hate these cunts. I fucking hate these cunts so much, man. Jesus Christ, they they pipe up so much on Twitter. They think they're hot shit, but they ain't shit at all. Like, like, congratulations, you have 10 uh, season ticket holders total. And and that's being generous. You probably only have two. And that's still being generous fuck these guys, legit, fuck these guys. I, whenever it's a derby, whenever it's a rival, and, you know, you, you have that match coming up, like, as a fan, like, that fire builds up, you want to beat the shit out of them, because it, it just makes your day feel so much better. Honestly. Yep. Honestly, weak. man, I, I, hate, I hate these cunts. I would love to beat them so much, man. I'd, I'd love to beat them 10-0. I'd love to 100-0. 100-0 if that's possible.
0: I know when the schedule drops, this is definitely, this is a match where the moment the schedule drops, I go look to see where where are the two derbies. Like let me let me let me circle this on my calendar and let me, me kind of get prepared for those those two matches. It, it, it's it's a shame
3: that it's ne- we kind of never get the home game first. But I mean, yeah, I mean I guess it kind of saves it for for whenever we want to go on a on a momentum building run again and towards the end of the season and we have them we just fucking beat the shit out of them on, on our way to you know, the greater and better things and, you know, kind of um, put them down a peg or two. But, I mean, nobody wants to lose to, to a rival. I mean, losing losing sucks, but to a rival, it's even worse. Uh, especially against these cunts who are bottom dwellers of the, of the Eastern Conference. I mean, come on, there's there's no excuse to not to beat these sorry-ass cunts. Like, genuinely. Like, these, these guys, fucking horrible organization, terribly ran... Even even a a friend of ours, Gio, said that even like the just the philosophy of the whole club, like the philosophy of how they want to run it, it's it's horrible, man. And like, it, it, it's very clear as soon as Leipzig, uh, as soon as the they saw the potential in Leipzig in Germany and Salzburg in Austria, their their attention's gone to them. They no longer spend the big bucks on players like Thierry Henry and Tim Cahill. Uh, back in the day when they were first getting uh started in MLS like that that's all gone now like th- those days of them splashing the big bucks to get very highly experienced world-class players from Europe it- it's gone it- there it's no longer there and it- it- it's it's clear as day like Geo said it himself like what Red Bull wants to do is invest cheaply into New Jersey Red Bulls and win it with a bunch of local kids from Jersey that's that's what they want to do, and if you want to do that, that's fine. Because you you'll you'll probably go a hundred years without a cup, even more. Hopefully, I mean, to any Red Bull fan listening, you, you you won't even be alive when Red Bulls win the MLS Cup final. They'll probably be the last team to win it in the league. <laughs> like every, like everybody will have multiple cups, and then Red Bull will finally uh, be the one to kind of have the have the cup. It's ca- kind of like that meme where like that guy finally gets the his medal, he bites it, and then like kind of <laughs> has the champagne and just like. It's all over his face, and then you see like 16 other people like on the steps, on the podium. That that that'll be Red Bull in like 50 years' time. So, I I I I love to see this club crumple to the ground. I, I think Chris Armas was a fantastic head coach. They should have kept him. He's a legend. Uh, unfortunately, uh, somehow he fell up upwards to go to Man United last year. I don't know where the I don't know where he is now, but um. Yeah, I don't know. He came face face with Cristiano Ronaldo after coaching some, I don't know, Kaku or someone. I don't know who whoever or the hell he coached, but whatever. That's that's another hero. There, just 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 beat these cunts. I I, I know I, I've seen the tweets. Joe's been tweeting out today about Nick Cushing, and I fucking love him, man. He's, like, he's finally <laughs> he's he's finally there with me. He's like, all right, fuck this guy. Like, I, I'm being serious. If Cushing loses his Darby I don't think you should see Orlando at all mm-hmm. fire, fire, fire him that night as That's soon not gonna as happened if if we lose if we lose and we lose horribly against Red Bull as, as soon as the final whistles right there I want to see David Lee come out to the sideline and say you're fired get the fuck out get the fuck out of the club
0: well Stay so real. I mean i don't I don't think he's gonna get fired but that is a that is a, uh you piqued my interest because well, I mean, granted, I don't want to even put this out into the fucking stratosphere, but like, what, like, what, like, legit? What do you, do you think? Anything happens if, like, we come out here and get stomped? Like, if we get beat by like three, four goals plus for some reason by some stroke I, of fucking. I, I, I,
3: like, I, I think, like, I think he's already. I don't know if he's on the hot seat or not, but some people are like, should Cushing be on the hot seat if he lose? I feel like if if he loses this game badly, then yes, he he should be fired. I want him fired if he loses this game by, like, four
0: or five. Yeah, like, le- legit, if we get beat 4-0 or 5-0, like, do you think something happens?
2: Oh, there's no coming back from that Yeah, uh,
3: po- poss- Possibly uh, the Dome treatment where they send spy, like, CFG literally sends spies to the club, and then he's like, okay, I feel the pressure now. Like, these these guys got to perform. Ho- I- I- I'd love to see something happen. I don't, I don't know. I don't where, know what's happening behind the scenes. No, nobody has really has access to that.
0: Where we are in the table and where they are in the table and what just happened with them. If they if they come and dunk on us four five four five nil, no, like that's like that's really like that that's a that's like a, a startling indictment on what's transpiring right now with Nick Cushing and and the club. But I do want to hear what Christian has to say about his feelings about the hotshot oh, uh, Just 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 to wrap it up. I
3: feel like if if he loses the next two games, he should even see Philly at home. Oh, genuinely, that I like. If Nick Cushing loses to Red Bull and Orlando away, that's it. Get him out the club. He should even see Philly at home. Oh, boy. Go ahead, Christian.
1: Uh, I'm not worried about this game at all. Uh, I'm losing no sleep over it. Uh, typically, uh, no matter if we're good or if we're bad, I will lose sleep during derby week due to anxiety and due to anticipation. <laughs> this week is not going to be one of those weeks. I'm going to sleep like a baby on Friday night and i will be there on saturday bright and early excited and stoked on uh on getting the job done at red bull arena because this is a team that i, I don't want to hear anything about uh, road form this is hardly a rome game a uh, road game this is right across the river i don't want to hear about uh, uh we're also going to have a lot of fans there that are going to be cheering our boys on on like the you know like the handful that can make it out to you know like i don't know like a cincinnati On a Wednesday or you know like or or any or any kind of traditional away support uh, uh, when it comes to MLS league play when it comes to traveling far this is a game where we are for I would say for the this is the first year where I think we're head and shoulders above Red Bull. There's been years where we've been better than Red Bull. There's been years where we're worse than Red Bull. This is the first year where I think we're head and shoulders above them definitively. And uh, there is no excuse for a poor performance in this game. Uh, uh, despite the fact that the last two results have been, e- even if one of them was a cup match, have been tough to swallow. They have served a purpose at squad rotation and making sure that everybody is ready and, and able for a 90 minutes. Uh, but for Red Bull, Red Bull is a, a wounded duck right now. They are a team in crisis in no uncertain terms. They parted ways with their coach. Uh, mutually or not I never believe that anybody will mutually leave a job Because I don't think Ger- Gerhard Struber Is good enough for a European job anyway So I don't think that there's necessarily greener pastures Waiting for him on the other side uh, So I'm going to think that this was just time For them to cut ties with Struber Because he's by far uh, Well no, Armis was pretty bad I would say he was uh, Yeah, what
3: do you mean he was pretty bad? He was pretty good
1: uh, I'm going to repeat uh, Armis is pretty bad and, um, you know, they haven't really had a decent coach since Marsh. And uh, uh, who's also on the market right now. Uh, and. Um, but no, yeah, no, I uh, also they have no striker. Uh, Corey Burke got hurt in the uh, U.S. Open Cup match. Van Zier is still serving his uh, suspension uh, for his abusive language um, uh, scandal that happened a month ago. Uh, I think he's either got one or two more. Either, either or it doesn't matter to me. He's missing this game, period. Yeah, he's, got, he's uh, got two more. Uh, so, um, uh, so like, I mean, and we can say we don't have a striker either. I would take Santi Rodriguez um, o- over anybody that Red Bulls have, um, you know, in, in, in the reserves behind Burke and uh, Van Zier. Uh yeah, no, there's no excuse for not winning this game. And I'm not going to say I don't care about Derby atmosphere. I don't care about unpredictability. I don't care about anything. Um, uh, also, Coach Bump, I don't believe because their coach is a guy who doesn't have any MLS experience and was managing in the second division of the United States uh, a, a year ago. So not particularly worried about that either. Um, uh, I, I. There's no excuse this week. There, there's none. Um, you know, like there's always, uh, you know, derby matches. I've always said are unpredictable. This one should be the most predictable one in like ever since 2015 because Red Bulls were expected to beat us in 2015. They were the best team in the league that year, uh, outside that that you know that weren't named that weren't named Columbus. Uh, so yeah, no, I there is no excuse. And if you lose this game, Cushing, Cushing should be fired. I will say yeah. that.
3: So we got Cushing on the... We got uh, Cushing on the I, Cushing out, out train.
1: He's actually out, agreeing with out, us. Time out. Time out. I'm not on the Cushing oh, out train right now. Not right now. Not in this if we moment. Lose, if we lose, no. we will. Uh, This is a game where I don't want to hear about depth. Your, your starting 11 is head and shoulders above their starting 11 as it stands right now. You're, you are... Despite the fact that you've been poor on the road, are playing at a higher level level than the Red Bulls have been playing all year. A one nil win in a cup game against another bad team says nothing to me for the Red Bulls. Means nothing to me. Uh, we lost one nil against one of the better teams in our conference, and neither team looked good. Means nothing to me. This I don't want to hear about it. Um, this is. I. This should be a blowout. Period. And nothing, sh- and, and nobody, it should be at least a win. It should be at least three points. It should be a blowout. I'll accept three points. And if you don't get three points here, then I question your ability to motivate players. If you can't motivate players, if you're looking across at your rival and you see them, they've lost their coach. They're in the, probably the worst form they've been in in close, at least a decade. You know they haven't they they haven't been this bad and since we came into the league, even in years where they're falling off, they're still, at the, you know, they're still the sharp, they're still at the sharp end of the Eastern Conference at, at every single year that we've been playing them. Uh, it's
3: their the first it, form in 14 years.
1: Um and, you know, yeah, no, and and they've lost their coach this week and they're replacing him with a with a, someone who coached a fucking farm league 12 months ago. Um. Or twenty-four months ago, whenever the fuck no-name fuckface joined uh, as an assistant coach, uh, the, the, I'm sorry. If you can't motivate your players to 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 stomp on their throats and and to kick them when they're down right now, then you don't belong in professional football. Go fuck yourself. If you can't motivate your players to bring their a-game to this match, to this match, I've washed my hands of you. I don't want to hear anything from you. I've given Cushing the benefit of the doubt because, and I stand by my my uh, my defenses of Cur- uh, of Cushing to this point. Since he has taken over, this has been a team. You know, he's been in charge for about a year now, about twelve months, and he's had a real striker for about a month and a half of it. And since and since the beginning of this year, he's had close to nothing in terms of debt. I don't want to hear any of that right now in this game. This is a game you got to win. You have to, at period. And, and and if he doesn't win this game, I will. I, I can't defend him anymore. That's it. I, I uh, if you can't motivate your players to get this win, I, I don't want to hear it. Like fuck off, period. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of uh a lot of stuff in in a Also, coming- oh, one, oh, so one second, Joe. I, I just wanted to correct Davi on something because I made it a point not to interrupt him since he always <laughs> criticized me for interrupting him. Despite the fact that he comes in with random facts in the middle of my points, uh, there was never a point where New York Red Bull were the top of the uh, and, and Red Bull pyramid. Salzburg is an older club than both Red Bull and than both New Jersey and Leipzig. As a matter of fact, Salzburg used to be in the mothership until Leipzig became a thing, and that was only after Leipzig finally made it to the top flight of Germany. Because I think when they bought them, they were in the fourth. So I just wanted to put that out there. I just I didn't want to interrupt you. I wanted to let you cook. Uh, so. So I want not say
3: that's that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's also, fine. I
1: wouldn't say they're on an upward trajectory either. It, 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 that that was a, a cup win against DC means nothing.
0: It's still it's a win. So I mean, it, winning is it tends I mean, to boost morale a little bit if, when you start winning. I mean,
3: is,
1: is, is, isn't it a BC team that they
3: it out? Let me ask
0: you this: No, they were pretty close
1: it, to full like, strength. But, but like, are you like, are you dwelling on the CUS Open Cup match? Like, are you like ours? Like, are you dwelling on ours? I mean. It, I'm not dwelling on it. It's just it's added ammunition to our form on the road. It's added ammunition, but are you dwelling on it? Does it does it change anything going into this game? Because it doesn't for me.
0: Well, it doesn't change anything, but it's just like I said, it's further ammunition to show that this team is incapable of getting results on the road. Granted, granted this game doesn't feel like a road
1: game because it's so close in proximity, but but it's still it's still not in our stadium. It get, 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 but that's what I was gonna say. Like, can you even compare playing in fucking Cincinnati to playing in Harrison, New Jersey? Like, like I don't think they're well, really like. Yes, but not the atmosphere. A league match versus a cup match. I think these matches have completely different complexions. This match is gonna be different for
0: just you. Kind of touched on it earlier. This this match is gonna be different because of we're gonna have some away support there. Like I I'll venture to say there's probably gonna be close to. A thousand, fifteen hundred of us, maybe there. I mean, it's gonna be a lot, right? I mean, I'd assume because it's so close, and it's it, and it's a fucking derby match. Like, the, if you don't go to two games all year, if you don't go to two games all fucking year. The two, t- the two games you better find a way to get to are Hudson River Derby away, Hudson River Derby home. Those better be the two games that you find a way to get to every fucking season. Whether you're a season ticket holder or if you're like me and you just buy tickets on a on a game by game basis, these are the two games that you better find a way to fucking get to, because it's gonna, like you said, you you you, walk, you step out of your car, you step off the platform, you step off off, off the subway. It, it it feel it feels different, it smells different, the the, the environment is different. I mean, I I know Stu. You can probably speak a little bit too. I mean, we haven't been overseas to go watch games, but I'm sure have you have you been to some high level derby games over over in Europe where it just
2: the, the atmosphere is just different? Yeah, so my I had a season ticket for Celtic, so I mean, the plenty of Glasgow Derby, Celtic Rangers. So it's not 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 going it. it's not as intense over here, but yes, when you get off that train once you're in Harrison, once you're at Yankee Stadium and Red Bull are in town, there's something in the air. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're playing fucking professional football semi-professional football if it's a derby there's always something in the air and yeah 100 percent agree
0: yeah so i mean i'm going into this match i mean there's been some press released by nycfc that like maxime cheneau released a bunch of quotes i think this afternoon um just saying pretty much what we're saying like that like that derbies are different like we're that that he's saying that the, the boys are going to be up for this. Him as the elder statesman on this on this club, I'm sure he's preached to the young guys who just got here or or, or who are coming up through the academy system, like someone like a like a hack and and a. And a and a gray, and, the, and those guys who maybe haven't had as many games in this in, in this in this derby, um, to kind of tell them what it's all about. Um, if you guys remember, if you guys watched the, the 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 making of a star, the behind the scenes, even when Sean was the captain, Chanel was the one who was talking to these guys like, guys, this is a cup final. The first five minutes are going to be fucking hectic. Like it's going to be like playing playing like your fucking hairs on fire. Like it's a derby. It's different. It's a cup final. It's a derby. It's 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 different than than just a traditional regular uh-huh. first season six, game. To
3: Twenty minutes. Like he said, like the first 15 15-20 minutes is not going to be
0: enjoyable. Yes. So, and especially with it being away. I mean, so I'm I'm not sure what the away support is going to be like in this game because because they fu- their coach got re- let go, and uh, Van Zier is still suspended. I, I don't know what the status is of the away uh, of the home supporters of of uh, of New Jersey Red Bulls. Um, if they're going to be out in numbers or if they're still kind of doing their pseudo pseudo walkout.
1: I, like, uh, I, I believe after. I believe after struber has been let go, and I believe after we have a little bit more context for what the act, what the Van Zier situation was, I don't think they're doing the walkout anymore. I
0: think. Well, because if you, I mean, if you looked at the, um, I mean, I hate watch the Red Bull, Red Bull DC Open Cup match at Monclair State, and the, the the main part of the stands were were decently full, like not packed, but decently full,
1: and then it panned over to where the supporters were, and it was very small. Um, there, there I mean. Maybe I mean I mean maybe they're still gone. As far as I know, I don't think they're they are. I think like one of the I think what I think like I'm pretty sure that Viking Army like kind of like rescinded their uh, like Van Zier out thing uh-huh. after like more de- details were released. I don't. I think they've all been unanimously uh, Struber out. But I mean, but I mean, who wasn't? You know, it's, it was better. To, it was easier to find somebody who was trooper out and trooper in at that point. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. And honestly, I don't even think it matters. but yeah. like, 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 I said, it changes nothing. Whether there was no fans in that fucking stadium, if you lose that, if you lose that game, it's, an, it's unacceptable. If this was still 2020, I wouldn't accept it. Like right now, like, the stars are aligning in our favor, and you need to take advantage of it. If if they're gonna fucking give you a happy meal, you better fucking eat it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more that I, than I love than a Hudson River Derby. Um, uh, I know me, Christian, and I. We both live behind enemy lines in New Jersey. Um, so, whenever I'm out and about going around, um, there's a lot. I mean, granted, MLS is not as popular in this area still. Um, but when I'm out and about, I'll see someone wearing some wearing something Red Bull or have a fucking Red Bull bumper sticker on their car or something. It just it, it makes me just anxious and angry um, that uh, that I have to live near this fucking other club.
1: I, I can neither confirm nor deny that I stuck an NYCFC-specific sticker over something Red Bull on someone's car this week. I can <laughs> nor deny. That would be, you know, destruction of property, and that's a kind of punishable. Yeah, just, with, uh, no. it's just theoretical, yeah. A... Yeah, yeah. It, hypothetically, in, in a dream I had this week, <laughs> I, I stuck uh, a, a sticker over uh, something that was Red Bull-related. So uh, yeah. uh,
3: I think it's just a coincidence, you
0: know? Yeah. Weird coincidence, you know? So I, shit
3: happens, I shit happens, I've, shit happens.
0: I've made some pretty bad decisions um, on Hudson River Derby away days before. Um, I took my, my I took my godson to his first ever professional soccer game back in two thousand. I want to say it was the it was the it was at Memorial. It was Cinco de Mayo. It was five five eighteen. I took him to that match, um, and I don't sit with the I don't sit with the away supp- supporters. I sit at midfield like in the middle of like the in the middle of the away supporters not with not with, or not with the home supporters um so that was a four zero that was the game where they scored in the second minute the fourth minute the 35th and the 79th um and i uh, and him and i were both decked out in full-on we were actually wearing we were both wearing the uh, 2015 away kits because i have a picture of it um so i was on cinco de, cinco de mayo what are you what are you doing it's
1: just my ticket. Continue.
0: Oh. <laughs> so it was on Cinco de Mayo, and I take I take my godson to the game, and uh, he learned a lot of new words that day because he was only about six years old at the time, five six years old. I took him to his first his first game, um, so that was a that was a, a bad probably a poor decision on, on Uncle Joe's part um, bringing a five or six year old to a Hudson River Derby match, um, especially one where we got fucking blasted, and he definitely learned some some uh, colorful language that day. Um,
1: um really i'm, so, I'm sorry to cut, cut you off joe but like like it just reminded me of like like my, my I've, br- I've brought my father to a few games in the past i brought my father to a few games last year and he really enjoyed himself uh i don't take him to derby matches because i know that there's going there might be some debauchery <laughs> and getting him up. i already told my girlfriend that going on saturday is not an option her first game is not going to be a derby her first game I, I, maybe I can give her a Philly game, maybe, but even that's like pushing it a little bit. I'm definitely not giving her a Derby for her first match. I, I, I can't. I, I can't do it. Like, it's not happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, um, he was five or six at the time, so like he didn't he didn't know a whole lot about like soccer and soccer culture. Like he just knew that soccer was fun and that Co- Uncle Joe likes uh, likes the blue team, the New York City. Um, so yeah, like, I taught him things early on, I'm like what color is New York City? He goes blue. <laughs> I'm like good. I'm like, and, and I was like, what team don't we like? He's like the red team. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, teach him young. Yeah. got to teach him young. So I mean, every year I buy him the, uh, I buy him an NYCFC kit. He's getting taller and bigger now. Um, and for some reason, fanatics, his, uh, his youth interbro kit just showed up like this week, just in time for the, for the Darby. I'm not taking it to the game. I'm going, I'm going with my wife, but I made sure to let him know who's playing this week.
3: I was gonna ask about that. Like, did his jersey finally arrive? Yeah, or it or... finally arrived.
0: It came this week. My wife's jersey came too. The, the women's cut finally came as well. I nice. went. I went, I went. to the store and had a star put above the because uh, the, the women's are, are replicas, so they don't come with the uh, they don't come with this, mm. the stars. The well,
3: fanatics um, can go fuck themselves. <laughs> but
0: yeah, but I'm excited. I mean, I I, I love like so. I, I work at a, uh, I work at a school in Burton County, which is like the heart of of Red Bull Country, right? Um, so like, I'm a, that, I'm a, does
3: that even exist? Because they don't have more than like yeah. Well, I'm a, five I'm a phys years. ed
0: teacher, so like I, all the all the all the boys like in middle school, like in the fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, like I wear I wear NYC stuff like literally probably almost every day, whether it's like a polo or a, th- a quarter zip or just a, a shirt or a sweatshirt or anything. Um, I'm wearing. They they know that I like NYCFC um so like they start busting on me they start like in the middle of health class they'll like look up like standings and be like oh NYCFC lost a so-and-so this week i'm like yeah i'm like shut the fuck up before i lower your grade <laughs> but uh but this week i made sure i made sure to, I'm, I'm like make sure you guys watch 7:30 saturday hudson river darby you better be watching because if we win i'm gonna be unbearable on monday
3: <laughs> if you if they bring up the 7-0 just failing for the year like like that's not even an option just failing for the year
0: yeah uh, and then it turns out that two gym teachers before me like worked kind of like Geo as like a youth coach, um, with it with the club. So like they're like, oh, our gym teacher a couple years ago was a really big rebels fan. I was like, well, I'm not. <laughs> I am a fan of the other, the better team in New York, New York City proper, only, not New York City the only Metro team. The only team. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm super excited. I'm I'm a little bit nervous about the result, but I'm, I'm i always get nervous at a, at a way – Derbies like go like we just have we just have such a hard time. Um, Also, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Ted uncle got named as the head head match referee for the Hudson River Derby this week. And if you guys do a little Google research, you'll look up and see that the last time that Ted uncle was the head referee of a Hudson River Derby. It was the Aloy-Amagat-Ebenezer-Ofori double red card match. 1-1 at Yankee Stadium with Dava Villa scoring in the 52nd and Bradley Wright-Phillips scoring in the 37th. And Amagat getting subbed on and then immediately getting a red card and, and then Ofori getting a red at 73. Um, so that's a pretty, uh, pretty little little nugget there that uh the last time really and i can't i can't wait to get fucked over again by this guy <laughs> uh that was at yankee stadium in front of thirty thousand. this is going to be at um so if you, i also did i looked at the attendance um of recent derbies at um at uh at red bull and th- their att- the attendance of these matches has been has been dwindling um it started out strong um is it just Red Bull or is it like both stadiums? No, it's just Red Bull. Um, so at the games at Red Bull, um, it started out strong. It started out 25,000. So I'm assuming 25,219 is like their max capacity. So they had that's a, 20. That had to be a sellout for them. They yeah. had that the first three, first four seasons was, was, were sellouts for this match. So that's 15 Two. both of the games in 15 at Red Bull, 16 and 18 um, for the home derbies were sellouts. Um, then in nineteen it dropped down just to twenty thousand. Twenty twenty we didn't have any fans at that at that game, and then in twenty twenty one it was eighteen thousand. So I mean it's, it definitely dropped um, uh, during this. Like our our legs are our legs are still are still pretty healthy. Is,
3: is, is last year's uh, for, for Red Bull is, is that up?
0: Yeah, uh, last year
3: that, for, I looked like a sellout.
0: Last yeah twenty yeah last year twenty five thousand two hundred nineteen uh, in twenty twenty two that was a sellout. But the two years before uh, the two the both of the games in twenty twenty one were sixteen thousand and eighteen thousand. Um, so I mean, uh, last year was a sellout, but uh, the two years before that, or the two games in twenty twenty one before that, were not sellouts. Uh, but our ours ones forty eight thousand, thirty seven thousand, thirty thousand, twenty thousand, thirty thousand. Like we 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 packed that stadium during a during a home derby. Um, that's a must sell ticket um, in in was New York City. Thirty
3: thousand last time when uh, when we beat them.
0: Yeah um but uh i mean i guess we can go around here so i mean i guess what we can do now is probably uh talk about previewing uh, lineups for what we think uh nick cushing is going to trot out there um against the red bulls um and then also kind of having the idea in the back of your mind about what he did with the with the formation uh this past uh midweek against cincy rolling out a three in the back so uh, let's start with our guest Stu. what do you think uh, what do you think the lineup is going to look like this week
2: uh this weekend Oh, that's a good question. I did not prepare for that. Um, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um is going to come back in. Obviously, he's going to start. Um, I want to know what the, the the story is with with the young kid, uh, uh, Ilnik. Is he going to come back in? He hasn't played for for a while. Um, I'm actually a fan. I can't believe he's 18. I think he's <laughs> adapted to this league pretty well. Um interesting to see if Alfredo Morales comes back from injury I don't I think to be honest I think that guy's done with us like he hasn't played a lot this season injury and in, in, in warm-up last night I think that he's done Um, I don't know if that, that's a good question and I didn't prepare myself for that I'll be honest but
0: well first off do you think we do you think we rock with a
2: three in the back or a four in the back I, I do I love the three at the back because that means you can load the midfield up with as as many players as you want in that midfield. You get like two wingers who can track back as well. If you want to, it depends on what what you want to do. If you want to crowd the middle of the midfield with two centre defensive midfielders, or if you want to do two attacking midfielders. So I'm a big fan of three at the back. Um, obviously, Shinoh is going to be there. Martins is going to be there, and I think Tevon Gray gets the start. Um, but yeah, I like I like the three. Three at the back. It works for me. All right,
0: Davi, what's your lineup look like?
3: I wouldn't go three at the back. No, I don't. I don't trust Alfaro. I don't trust Alfaro. Alfaro was one of the
0: highest-rated players for NYCFC against FC Cincy. I mean, he. It really didn't he, like. There was no shaky moments really with Alfaro back there. But that's just. I don't. I. I. I still don't trust him. So I, I. I'd go four at the back.
3: Just go. Go four at the back and. Play, play like you did against Charlotte. Just be direct, and um, this time if you score three, make sure you fucking win.
1: <laughs> Christian, lineup. Uh, um. So, I, I understand what Stu's saying with the three back, and I think uh, his opinion on like how you know how we can overload the midfield is, is definitely you know like it, it, it's true. Um. However, the one the one issue that i have with it is that if you play a uh, a three back uh, a in in terms of how we play a three back because we don't play a three back like in terms of like a 352 with like dual strikers we play like a 343 quite three, like, traditionally with like two wing backs on the right uh, like like uh, in the wide areas two central midfielders and uh and three attackers essentially and if we run that formation in this team against this team then one of ledesma or gabby Pereira misses out uh that even though i do think ledesma could fill fill the middle like with keaton parks you have a lack of a true six yeah. uh in that case and i and i think that we're going to need some stability so i'm going to go with the 4-3-3 three, three that we've been running recently it's not quite a 4-2-3-1 it's more of a three, four three three. um uh Barraza in net because let's just face it uh freeze as impressive as he was this past weekend uh, uh this past week was you know it's it, it's not like world-class great where he's going to like is the starter for the season it it, it is what it is I've, I've said that multiple times i'm not going to get caught up on it barraza is the starter for 2023 and uh we're gonna have to wait until 2024 or a very very bad run of form or injury to see him out of the team in my opinion uh at right back i'm going to go with nietzsche uh he's been extremely solid all season he's been the better of the three right backs that we've seen in rotation including tayvon gray and stephen turnbull and this is a derby match you got to play your best players and also we're competing to stay at the state you know to stay high up the eastern table you know like like in theory this team could be as low as ninth place right now with all the games in hand below us it's very very tight and i don't think all those team's are gonna win this weekend but it, it, it's 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 you, you need to be prepared now's the time to start pushing and try to get you you know some results before that summer window when the calvary can come to uh to save us hopefully um so michael at right back uh, uh tiago martins and max and Maxime chenot right to left at center back i think that's the uh that's the pairing that you got to go with uh at left back it's it's brian because uh i do like o'toole unfortunately he's not an out an out and out fullback we saw you know, like him do that role against Toronto. I'm not eager to see him do it again. If this was a three-back, it would be a completely different story. I would say definitely throw a tool out there over Kufre, but in a four-back, it's Kufre. Uh, uh, Sands as the six. Uh, Keaton Parks and Ledesma as the uh, dual eights or, you know, or you know, you say, you say can say Keaton is the eight and Ledesma's the ten. I think that they kind of play similar roles in the four-three-three, three, but uh, that's the two central midfielders, we'll call it and uh Talos magno at the left wing gabby Pereira at the right wing and santi rodriguez at, at at the nine i think that's the lineup that you have to go with i don't like uh i i want pareda on, the, on on the pitch and i want Ladesma on the pitch at the same time and i feel like if you were to go like with a, four, a three four three in, a, in this game you lose one of those two because only one of them can play in the attack and i don't want to see either of them play in like box true box to box roles with no true six in the middle uh and i don't i don't want to see keaton parks get benched even though you could make a case that keaton parks probably deserves it at this point with how poor he's been so far this season um however i say until further notice until the summer that's the best lineup you got that's the lineup i want to see um yeah that's my lineup um i don't really yeah you got to go with your best players all right the best players
3: yeah i think i I think i'm gonna can i quickly quickly name my 11. i thought you already did
1: no, uh, I, didn't I, name said, okay. I just said the just formation.
3: Said uh, okay,
0: yeah, name your 11. Yeah.
3: yeah. So 11, I'm going to go Barraza. It's a no-brainer. He's probably going to squish instead. He's the starter for the year. Freeze is the cup goalkeeper. That's probably one of the uh, few games he'll play for us this year until we probably inevitably get rid of him. Uh, Kufre left back, obviously, no-brainer. Stano uh, and Martins, center back pairing, no-brainer. Elenich, right back, no-brainer. Sands and Keaton, you gotta have both of them. You gotta have Sands in that midfield. You can't drop him, so it's a no-brainer. Um, then you get that third guy, um, Ledesma. You get Ledesma in there as well in the midfield. Then obviously you go Talos, you go Talis, GP, Santi. Simple. Don't. Don't don't fuck about. Just take this one seriously.
0: Yeah, I had the exact same eleven, uh, bra- uh, the exact same eleven as pretty much both of you guys. Uh, but what worries me is is that because it's so crystal clear that that's what the lineup should be, my fear is that, like that Nick fun. that Nick is gonna tinker, <laughs> and that we might see like fucking Tavon play- start at right back over Atlantic even though Elenic is clearly a better attacking option and Tavon is more of a defensive like. He's someone that you would sub on, like after you have a, a lead and you sub him on for the right back to kind of keep things back. Um, my fear is that he'll he would give Tavon the start in this over Elenich, um, but I do want to see Elenich uh, start this match at right back. Now that you say I that,
3: I actually fear that he's going to do it.
1: <laughs> uh, so, so, so here's the thing: so Tavon started in the one 0 game last year at Red Bull. Tavon was the starter at right back, and I believe he played the full ninety. Uh, I am not opposed to starting Tavon Gray for like the first like 65 minutes mm-hmm. in this game and then bring it on Michi Ilinich to maybe break it open late because uh, I, I, I said in a lot of the earlier uh, pods I think the one the, the one I really talked about it was the one with uh, NYOG uh, where right now well and, and this was even before Andrade uh, was gone we don't really have a spark off the bench right now in the attack Seagull's definitely not it uh, O'Toole's definitely not it uh, like the Matthias Pellegrini, don't get me started. Oh, uh, don't even
3: mention his name. Ship him back to Argentina uh, as soon as possible. Please.
1: J- j- just, just, yeah, no, like, and maybe this is a game where you could throw Tavon out there for sixty or sixty-five minutes and have Micih Ilanich like kind of break it open from like, like, like from an unusual position where you wouldn't really expect it to be broken up, broken up from. I want them to be flipped.
0: I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to need a spark to win a game 60 plus I want to fucking come out and I want Atlanta to have 60 minutes of running at their defense overlapping runs I want 60 minutes of high energy I want to bring Tavon on as an insurance policy to sure things up after we fuck them thoroughly not bring them on to like maybe save something at the end to to maybe like oh it's it's we're, we're we haven't done shit all game let's bring on somebody to, to run at them for 40 minutes so no, I want fu- yeah. fuck them
1: thoroughly with Atlantic for 60 minutes before you bring on Tavon to sure up the defense Need I remind you how we play when we typically try to shore up the defense? When we yeah. try to absorb pressure? Yeah, it's like prevent defense in Madden. It's it's not typically good. It's 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 not typically good. Like 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 when we when we play defensive late in games. It, that that and that's one of the reasons why I say that we are not very good. We're 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 probably at our worst. There's a lot of situations where this team's performance can go from world class to extremely poor and in the fucking bin. Uh, one of those. Scenarios where I think we're particularly probably the worst is when we try to go into defensive shells to protect leads on the road. Like, historically speaking, throughout all of, all of the managers that have ever managed this club, whether it be all the way back to Vieira. Uh, uh, so I would much rather have an attacking option, even if we're winning, like nietzsche Ilinich to come in late in the game and pile it on. I'm not talking about bringing in nietzsche Ilinich to shore up the defense and make sure that we escape with a win. I'm talking about bringing Nietzsche-Illinic to rub it in to make it worse this is definitely a game where i can see that maybe yes maybe Tavon starts and maybe you go to michael to give you pace late in the game because listen as much as i've regardless of like the fucking spew that i went on earlier it is still a derby match and it is still pretty unpredictable and you do want to have someone handy late in the game in case things aren't going your way which there is a possibility that it might not i don't think it's acceptable but there is a possibility nonetheless and like, I don't want to see this team absorb pressure in the last 20 minutes. I don't want to see this team, especially against your rival, I don't want to see this team play negative at all. I want to see positivity throughout the full 90 plus stoppage time. I mean, maybe, like, in the last, like, because uh, you already know the ending of this game is going to have 6 minutes stoppage. <laughs> you just know. You can feel it. It's a Ted-Uncle game. North. Also, North. Uh, and, also independent of, and also independent of Ted-Uncle or not, we're talking about, like, the, these new IFAB FIFA guidelines where they're trying to add every single second. We saw it in the World Cup. Every single wasted second onto the end of these games. We've been seeing... I, I'd be. I'd wager to bet that at this point in the season, we have seen more stoppage time in our games than we've seen to a similar point in the season in prior seasons because I mean, of, hell, the of the
3: emphasis. I mean, hell, the Red Bulls got 21 minutes, for fuck's sake. That's
1: crazy. Of- well, that was a completely different story. That was... Still- uh, but but still, minutes. I mean that that was a game where it was completely justified. But like recent, like like in recent years, games that probably would have had like three, maybe four minutes of stoppage time, you've been seeing them get like six or seven, like recently, like like like, like and, and that makes all the difference. So, like maybe in those stoppage points, maybe that's when you bunker down and everything like that. Uh, if anything, if anything, this past weekend proved that Alfaro is is viable. I'm not going to go out and say that I want to see him every single week. You know, but he is at least a viable option. I think this is the pathway to him getting more minutes. And you know, you know, Cincinnati's no slouch this year. You know, so it's not like, he, and I didn't didn't see him get burned or anything like that. I didn't see him embarrass himself. If anything, you know, he he had a good account, made a good account of himself uh, against Cincinnati. And and yeah, maybe you can start bringing him in late in a game. You know, like, like you know, that that's an option. But I, I don't want to see us like bunker down like the 70th minute in this game. So I, that's that's one of the reasons why I say maybe bring to that I would I, Michi is still my starting right back, but I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Tavon there either. I just I
0: I, I also think I've, that if Tavon starts, I, I mean I know you're gonna I know you're gonna come at me because you're gonna you're gonna talk to me about 2021, but and and also I guess 2022 a little bit. Um, but if 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 Gray starts, I think it's it, it's gonna make it so that now. You hate it when we attacked on the left side with with Kufre, but we're not going to attack on the right side with, with with Tavon Gray, which means that the ball is going to take a lot longer to get to to get to Gabriel Pereira.
1: I mean, maybe, but the thing is, like, but we've seen in the past, like 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 you said, I'm going to bring up 20, 2022. like we've like we've seen in the past, there is no actual like like except for this part of the season, and I think that these are team instructions right now, and I don't think this is necessarily Tavon's limitations. We've seen Gabby perform extremely well when Tavon's in the lineup before. It's it never prevented him last year. And I don't know why it is this year. I don't see I, don't, I think it's just Cushing trying to get an idea for how to play his four three three, four two three one, whatever you want to call it, and Tavon being the natural I think he thinks that Kufre is better than he actually is.
0: And I think that's why and I, I, and I think that Tavon's not as good as he as he
1: was, like getting I, forward.
0: I mean his passing is, his passing's pretty abysmal. It's maybe, make
1: I mean, I'm not going to argue, but maybe there's a case to be made that Tavon has regressed since you know he came into this team. Because so I thought he was very good in 2021, and I didn't think he was too bad in 2022 either. This year has definitely, he's definitely lost a step. But the thing is, I'd still take him over Kufre. And I know they play like an opposite end of the pitch. But if he gave me, I can only have one fullback. I'm still taking him over Kufre. I just, I don't like Brian Kufre. I think he's lethargic on both ends of the ball. At least right. Tavon's good. At least, at least, Tavon's good on one of them.
0: Maybe we'll get a Ben Sweat, um, like retro, and fucking Kufre will score a crazy header from the left back position. And, and... I would, listen, I'm not, I'm not rooting against them.
1: That, that would be great, you know. <laughs>
3: I want to, I, I want a Kufre side volley into the top corner.
0: <laughs> this would be, the, this would be the game to do it. So yeah. I don't know the, the post. I think it was the post ninety guys. They they shared a, on Twitter. They shared a clip of Kufre hitting just fucking bangers um, for whoever the fuck he played for when in, in the yeah. in the clip. But they're like, oh, Brian Kufray has this in his arsenal?
1: He can fucking hit bar down bangers from like 20, 30 yards out. If you look at his numbers, Kufrey's never been an attacking minded fullback. Like if you look at the like his contributions, his gold contributions over the years, it's it's never been there. It's never been part of his game. I mean, and, and the funny thing is he looks like an attacking fullback. He's like 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 he 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 gets up high enough like in and, and gets involved in the attack often enough so to where you would think that he would be an attacking fullback. But he's never been that i mean i remember joe like like when we first announced him you were saying how does he bolster a squad he's never been an attacking fullback we like our fullbacks to attack historically yeah, I mean,
0: statistically for mallorca he wasn't like lighting up the stat sheet getting an assists and shit. And that's what typically what we need from from a fullback like i mean i know you don't no, want, no, I, know, I know you don't want to mention his name but like ronald maturito was a really good attacking fullback and goody was a pretty good attacking fullback and
1: um I, we don't talk about him we I don't, don't, we don't we... We don't talk
0: about He's that. still
3: scarred from that city game. I, I,
1: I don't want I, I don't like even mentioning that man's name. Like like it feels I feel gross when I do it. <laughs> it's just it, I can't do it, man. I hate it.
0: All right. Stu, you start us off with game predictions.
2: Uh game predictions. Uh I'm gonna go one one each. A draw. One one draw? Who scores the goal for NYCFC? Um, I'm going to be bold and say I'm going to have a header from a set piece from a corner. I'm going to go with my guy, Keaton Parks. KP? season. Set piece, corner, Keaton Parks. Big, one each.
0: Big Bird gets on the score sheet.
2: I like it. Yep. Davi,
0: prediction. I'm going to get on
3: my knees and fucking pray that we win this fucking game. We're we're going to win by the grace of God. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to win. And we're going to be stuck with this uh egg-headed cunt for for the rest of the season. Give me a score and line. Hey, we'll... <laughs> <laughs> who won? 2-1. Two 2-1. One? Two one. Score... We'll be pretty, but who scores Friend YCFC. I'm going to go Pereira and I'm going to go Magno. Pereira and Magno, the
0: wingers. Christian, score line predictions.
1: I said this before one of our past games and it worked uh, it was it was this last city field game that we played uh, against Dallas I am uh, uh, no pun intended or maybe pun intended very bullish on this game this weekend I'm gonna say three nil W three uh, okay. nil that's what it's gonna be and away, the biggest away dub that we've Your ever nomination? had. Uh, the biggest delay dub that we've ever had. Like I said before, and I'm not budging on this, there is no excuse for you not to beat this team. And not to beat them handily at that. I I don't care if it's across the Hudson River. I don't care. I don't care. This is a team that is in disarray. uh, Probably going to be in the middle of an identity crisis uh, with the manager leaving during Derby week. I don't think that's a good fucking sign at all. And we saw the last time... uh, Yeah, no, Like I've just... I'm not. Con- uh, you can't budge me off of this. It's three 0 The goal scorers are going to be Santi scoring a brace and Shino uh, getting a, a set piece goal on a on a corner. Okay. Um, I, I, and and I will not accept a loss. If this is a loss, I will not be on this podcast next week because I'll need to be fucking uh, in, in in recovery
0: institutionalized.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, I, I will be in a Mental probably. Uh, I'll be. I, I would appreciate a health check on sunday uh <laughs> if, if, if worse comes to worse i will be we'll
3: in on e- you, no worries i'll
1: be drinking myself uh possibly to death no and if and, and if you walk out with anything less than listen i'm not saying you need to blow them out you need to beat them convincingly if it's one nil win where it's one way traffic the entire time fine fair enough if this is a sloppy one one draw if this is a two one l if this is an l at all Uh, pushing out. Period. I, I, I If you if you can't motivate your players to beat this team in the state that they're in right now, with no striker, mind you. They have no striker. You can say we don't. At least we have talented players up there. They have they're two. on their third. Who? When well, they're injured. Ma- Manuel
0: is healthy, I believe. And uh, who, and the, uh, Tom Barlow,
1: the guy who's played like 100 games and scored like no okay, goals so for them. so they're third and- The third and fourth choice strikers are available. That's amazing. They're both both shit. I would take Santi Rodriguez over both of those guys.
0: I mean, they're both better than Gabriel Segal. I
1: I would take better than than them. (laughs) I would take Santi Rodriguez over both of those guys without thinking. You wouldn't even have to say it before you could even finish the sentence. I'd be Santi Rodriguez. (laughs) I I, I, I thought you said the goal. I would take fucking telus magnum over them um like like no no, you you can't lose this game you can't that's not it it, failure is not an option and if it is an option um we're i'm 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 dragging fucking cushing out you know by his heels
0: so i'm currently enjoying the 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 the, the pop that your inner bro kit is i don't feel like have like your camera on grayscale but it's really fucking popping off of off the screen right now do we think that we rock the Innerborough kit and then that and they rock the um you have to
1: wear blue they're, you have they're gonna wear, wear the red they're gonna wear their red kit right and then we're gonna wear our inner our, our Innerborough kit you wear nothing but your primaries during derbies uh, i was and you know me i like the vault kit i don't hate it as much as you guys do you guys hate it more so due to results i think more than like the actual style of them I like the vault kit. I don't care. I think it's. I think all that shit is superstitious bullshit. We're just not good on the road, and that's where you're going to realistically wear your kit a lot, and we just haven't been good on the road in the last that, two that, seasons.
3: That's a fair take. That's uh, a fair
1: uh, take, out there. Like, I Like, Even when we're wearing the Interboro kit, do it need I remind you about the Nashville game? Probably our worst game all year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, you wear your Interboro kit. You do not Probably wear a It's worst do not wear a change kit. Manchester United, uh, United and City are wearing red and blue on 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 Derby days. You know, Tottenham's wearing their signature white, and Arsenal's wearing the red uh, in the North London Derby.
3: Okay, so Paris is wearing the blue, ground. Madrid's wearing the white. Yep, simple as that.
1: Hoops against blue, so yeah. You, know, you don't... Gonna... I remember going to the inaugural Derby, the first ever Hudson River Derby, and we wore the black kit. We all love the black kit. That's not the place to fucking wear it. It's not the game to wear it. you got to wear your balloon.
0: Stu, I'm noticing your, your shirt is your shirts an NYCFC shirt, but I, I've never seen that shirt before. Where is that from?
2: Uh, that's a shirt I actually made myself. Oh, um, that'd be why I haven't seen it. Yeah, so, I mean, if you guys are interested, I'll, I'll hit you up. Um, that's a design I made myself. I don't know if you've seen the stickers. No.
1: I've, I have made a batch of stickers, like, a year I, ago. I, I've seen an NYCFC North Face Style sticker before? I've definitely seen one before, for sure. Yeah.
2: Oh wait, wait one second.
0: We'll have to link. Yes. We'll have to link up at a match here and and, uh, and get some stickers. I actually, uh, you you heard is it you you heard it here old? first. Um, the uh, Beyond the Smokestacks is entering into the sticker game, and the stickers will be delivered here. I think next week.
1: Is, is Stu going to this? Stu, are you going to this game?
2: Um, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to hook up with some friends and Queens. Okay. Uh, you know why I. I know it's the Derby and I know it's like you should be going to the Derby, but remember in twenty twenty one or two thousand and twenty one when we like played like half our games at Rebel Arena? I don't know if you I don't know if you guys went I went to every single game. I'm just fed up with going to Harrison and, and New Jersey. I know I I to go, I should be going, but I'm I'm just fed up with going there. So I'm gonna hang I might check out the the there's a bar forty two or bar forty three in Sunnyside. I might I've never been to Watch party there, so I might go there and watch it. Uh, but, but I'm not going there. But I, that's I the. St-
0: yeah, I definitely, wow. get, I definitely need to get one of those stickers. Yeah, yeah I gotta get very, one
3: of those. Very, things.
2: very clean, nice.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Yeah.
2: Uh, so, I, yeah, I finally oh, decided to turn them into a t shirt, so I uh, got a bunch of t shirts coming, so if you guys want one, let me know. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I agree with uh, Stu 100%. Red Bull is one of the most soulless fucking places i've ever been to a professional sporting event ever it's it's just it's one of the reasons why i I was very critical about the fucking stadium before it looks like a blue red bull arena to be fair and i I, and like whereas like listen you can say whatever you want about fucking yankee stadium or city field baseball field small pitch whatever those games have fucking character and fucking atmosphere there's something tangible in the air when you're at those games I'm never worried about Red Bull supporters or the atmosphere of a derby when we go there because I already know that there's going to be a lot of blue in those stands, and I already like like it. Just it, it's just it's plastico to me. Like, like like everything about that stadium is just it's a fucking flying saucer in the middle of a landfill in Harrison, New Jersey, and that's all it is to me. I don't. They're, I'm not,
2: they're blue. Like it's, <laughs> They're defeated by the time we come. Their seats are blue. Like what are
1: they doing? Yeah, seat- exactly. What the fuck are you doing, man? You know. like, Yeah. No. It's just. It's Soulless, heartless. It's got no character. It's not a cathedral. One thing it does do good is keep sound in. I'll give them that. But they're they're never full enough for that to fucking matter anyway. Like, like so, like what's the point?
3: I feel feel like even even if they were to host an MLS Cup, I feel like nobody would show up either way. Like, they'd still have. It wouldn't be full. Yeah, it it wouldn't be be full.
1: full. Yeah. They, they, they would get, like, 21,000 there, but you would see, like, empty seats, like, scattered, like, in the upper bowl and everything like that. Whereas I already know, I can tell you right now, this is one guarantee I'll make you, Joe. You can talk about excitement about the stadium or buzz or whatever. That stadium will be full every game, 2027. There will not be an empty seat in the house for that yeah, inaugural seat. It's, it's
0: going to be, like, the second coming of 2015 when when every game was sold out because it's
1: it's new. It's shiny. It's hype. It will be better than, than, we, than we were in 2015. Guarantee. From your mouth to perfect. God's ears. You can't be much worse than that. And also, like I said, one of the reasons why this club is so consistently successful and one of the reasons why we have the highest point, the highest point total since 2016 is because unlike other MLS clubs, which can be fucking changed radically within just a half of a season, depending on what coach is managing them. NYCFC is one of the few clubs, Red Bull being the other that have a consistent identity and have a a base that will always play precedent to when they're hiring a manager. And, and, and the city way will always be there for us. And that's one of the reasons why we're always going to be at least competitive. Uh, like, like like yeah, no, I, granted, we're going to be, a, 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 that is a guarantee. That's not like fucking Dobby's bullshit guarantee where we're winning the MLS Cup in 2026 and the Mets are just going to be bad. I'm, I'm I'm play like,
3: your card. You, you can't guarantee me we're going to have a good team in 2027.
1: And you can't guarantee me that we're going that we're going to play all of our playoff games at Yankee Stadium or City Field in fucking twenty twenty six. You can't all right, guarantee two,
3: me that all year. Right, show you bastard. All
1: uh, right, uh, so
2: my prediction. Hum-
1: wait, wait, wait. What's up, Stu? What, one what one second.
2: Well, Stu, what's up? Uh, can I put a hundred dollars down on that? Yes.
1: Yes. A <laughs> uh, hundred dollars on what?
2: On what? Yeah. I'm gonna go with Yavi's um, prediction.
1: Okay. We go with them. 2026 20, at home. That we, no, no, no! That we win an MLS Cup in Yankee Stadium. That's what you've been saying.
3: Yankee That's, Stadium,
1: Citi Field. I don't care. It's gonna be a home game. You We're can't do that. You can't yes, do that. Yes, I can. You've been saying yes, Yankee yes, Stadium, and Yankee I and Stadium, I will Citi Field. It doesn't fucking matter. Joe, you've been recording these podcasts all year. What his? What's his fucking prediction then? Yankee Stadium. You can't fucking flip flop on that. Mm-hmm. You got to pick one. Is it gonna okay, be Yankee I'll, Stadium I'll, or Citi Field?
3: Okay, fine, but Joe Joe needs to Venmo or Cash App Christian ten dollars right now because Richie was at the eight. No, he's
0: not. He's not playing the eight. Look at his heat map. He's, he's high off the pitch than watch. than he is. We already
1: called that a wash because we can't agree with what role he was actually. We've already called that better wash. Let's he's ask done. Stu. Stu,
0: do you think that Richie Ledesma has been de- being deployed as an eight or a ten? The which sorry has Richie Ledesma been being deployed at an eight or as a ten?
2: I'm gonna go with an eight. Yeah.
3: It's th- th- 3v1, 3v1. Bet- cash out Look out at his
0: heat guys. map. Look at his heat map. He's higher up the pitch. He's in a more advanced position than Keaton is. Keaton's the 8, a, he's but, the 10. There,
1: Keaton has been playing in a much more advanced position since Desma came into the team. That's like undeniable. They're kind of playing a similar, kind of identical role. Well, so the reason why
0: things went poorly last night with the little 3 in the back shit is because there was no fucking 10. There was no 10 to like link up the play with the attackers getting forward. I wouldn't say that it was
1: so much about I think it has more to do with the fact that we don't have a lot of talent with Seagull Seagull <laughs> like in that lineup. I think it has a lot more to do with like but like, like like hack being bad also. Like hack was pretty bad. Yeah. Like it uh, and yeah, it, well, there was a lot well, of, Hack, a lot of hack next battle. to James looked good, but then there was nobody in front of them to like be that dynamic playmaker. <laughs> I'm not going to go as far as to say Hack next to James looked good. I thought yeah, it Hack didn't was look bad,
0: it, just, it was okay. It wasn't like, it wasn't like shattering the, my, my, the world around me wasn't crumbling because it was so good, but it was fucking it was serviceable. Anyway, my fucking prediction for this match in the Hudson River Derby, I am predicting a 1-1 draw with Santiago Rodriguez scoring the goal for NYCFC and the little fucking striker Manuel scoring for the Red Bulls. Uh, not, not Tolkien. Not uh, Tolkien. Actually, well, I, I, I had Cassaris scoring their goal just because he scored two goals for them in this before, but he's like a holding midfielder. He's not going to get forward and score. I don't know why. I don't yes
1: re- or, well, yes or no, really quick. Is John Tolkien not like the ugliest man to play in MLS since Breck Shea? Well,
0: well, he has like a fucking mullet, and then he keeps dying at blonde, yeah, so he just looks stupid.
1: Don't yeah, he's. With Brett Shea is one of the ugliest men I've ever laid he my eyes on. Loo- he <laughs> just looks—he
0: looks really dumb. he, he looks like—he—he he looks like what? <laughs> <laughs> he looks—he looks like a worse version of whatever the fuck happened to Mijailenik once he came to the to, to the states. Eighteen years old, his picture leaving Slovenia was like him being prim and proper, and then after like two weeks of being around these South Americans in New York City, his hair is blonde, he has a fucking slash in his eyebrow. It's, it's like he's on Rumspringa. Like He's—he's got off the reservation. He's, got the, he's got the sauce. <laughs> he's gonna—he's gonna have like
3: one arm fully tattooed by the. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's gonna have a full fucking sleeve.
3: Doesn't he
0: already have one on? Tattoo? He <laughs> has like a like a double bar around what one no, forearm or oh. something.
3: With the, with the, with the rest of the arm's gonna be tatted up. Look what happened to Tiago
0: Andrade. Tiago Andrade came to New York City. Now he's back in Brazil, and his entire head is fucking tattooed. Did you see the video I posted? to, to <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. His entire I back of his head t- is tattooed.
0: Both the sides of his head, his entire neck. He looks like a UFC fighter. It's ridiculous. Tati got more <laughs> tattoos up from New York
1: too. Oh,
0: jeez. Yeah. yeah, tati got a lot of tattoos when he was yeah, here in yeah, New York. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So one, one draw. um I don't know who scores first but I mean I just we, we can't come out of there with no points we have to come out with a point I, ideally not- I want to I want to win it's no it's not acceptable one one a draw is not acceptable not with the current state of where Red Bull is and where we are it's not acceptable but it'll hurt a lot less if we at least walk away with something tangible a point because um, then it's always like okay we got a point of now and then we're gonna fuck their ass up when they come to the uh, to the Bronx um, later on in the in, in September um, but we cannot we cannot lose this match this is we cannot lose this match. Because um, if we lose this match, then we're, we're going to find a way to fucking lose against Orlando City next week. And next thing you know, we're staring down the barrel of a double-gauge shotgun, fucking on a five-game losing streak, with Philadelphia coming to fucking City Field. And who God knows they're going to find a way to find form. I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause right now before uh, uh, before Davi goes on his fucking God's dog penalty fucking tangent <laughs> but, uh, but yeah no we cannot lose this game we have to either come away with a draw and ideally I want to I win because I mean I, I'm not going to lie the last, last year leaving that stadium with, with Tati be, it being his last goal scored that was a good fucking feeling and I want to do that again because it's really fun make sure everyone who's going to the game make sure you have your fucking replica rings on your fucking fingers and make sure
1: you wear it on the middle one so you can just walk around giving everyone the fucking finger to show off your I- ring and also, for NYC, NYCFC fans that don't already know, uh, if you ever go to Red Bull Arena, they're going to play the National Anthem, and when they say, and the Rockets red glare, all the Red Bull fans will unanimously say red. Uh, whenever they say stars in the National Anthem, that's when you say stars. So say stars every single time that you hear the word star, in the National Anthem. It's amazing every single time it's happened because we've been louder than them all, all, all since we've won the Cup and every single time that we've played them with the Stars chant. So, do that.
0: And then if you're choosing not to wear the Interboro kit, then I would recommend wearing the Bronx Blue kit with the one with the star above it because that's the one that we wore in our championship in. Um, also, if you if you have any uh, championship merchandise, uh, wear as much of it as possible, just so that we can continue to rub their fucking faces in the fact that we have a cup and they don't. Um, what the fuck good is a coaster without a cup? Is what I say. Um, they have three coasters, no cup. We have we have cups. We have a cup. We have a cup and a trophy. Um, so yeah. So um, final thoughts. Let's let's go around the horn here real quick. We're we're approaching two hours on this uh, on this Hudson River Derby preview. So. Um, I'm sure we have uh, other things to do with our time uh, head, uh, previewing and heading into the Derby. Let's start with our guest, Stu. Final thoughts. Wrap this up. Put a bow on it.
2: Uh, final thoughts, guys. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I had a great time. Um, final thoughts for the Derby. The waveform concerns me, but it's a Derby game. Anything can happen. I said earlier one each, but why the fuck? Why, why can't we go there and just pump these assholes? 3 4 nil? Why Why not? Let's do it. Let's fucking go. Fuck them. I like that energy. Dobby, follow
0: that up. Let's keep that energy high.
3: Fuck New Jersey. It smells like fucking shit, man. Holy shit. Like, the the, the amount of fucking times I've had to come home from a road trip. Like, it doesn't matter where. It could be Virginia. It could be Florida. It could be f- wherever. Wherever. Fucking state of New Jersey pisses me the fuck off. If we could just chop it off the United States and let it go to wherever the fuck it is whatever man like get the fuck out of here and it's always New Jersey that takes the fucking longest to, so I could just get home and go to sleep on my fucking bed whenever whenever I had to come back from a road trip it pissed me the fuck off and it smells like fucking gas it smells like shit it's a terrible it's a terrible state it, 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 you have shit sports teams you, you guys are inbred whatever that's West Virginia
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> Christian. Keep it up. Let's go. Let's keep it going. Spit that venom. I don't got any fucking venom to spit. Fuck this team. Um, just and three points only. That's it. Uh, like this is the game to re to restore faith into the into the team. Uh, as far as the supporters go, reminds everybody who the fuck we are, and remind and remind everybody what we can do to somebody on our day. And this is the perfect team in the perfect situation in the perfect match to make to make an example of them make an example of them paint that fucking stadium with their blood that's it that's all i got that that fucking gladiator that shit you know just that that's it
0: all right so i mean i know you guys uh any listeners know I post pictures. I, I am currently, I'm not wearing a Red Bulls kit, but I am wearing a New York, New Jersey MetroStars kit back from, my, from, from, the, mid, from the mid to late <laughs> 90s, uh, before they uh, from the late 90s, early 2000s, before they transitioned over to Energy Drink FC. Um, but I am wearing my NYCFC Championship hat to go along with it. Um, I, wore, I wear these away kits to get to get the, the guests and the, and the co-hosts in the proper angst and, and mood and anger um, that I'm looking to elicit during the episode. Um, but fuck Red Bulls. And we're going to we're going to march in there and fuck them up. We're going to march in there deep, heavy, heavy fanship showing up out at Red Bull Arena. We're going to march in there like we're marching in fucking war like it's fucking Braveheart. And the we need the to notice. We need to get this result. All right? and, and, and derby matches are when legends are made. Okay, so we need somebody to step up and, and stamp their name in the the legend of this Hudson River Derby. Someone like Santiago, Santiago Rodriguez, someone like Keaton Parks, someone like anybody who's been around for a while, whether you've been around for a season or you've been around for eight seasons. Someone needs to step up and stamp their name in this in the lore and the legend of this match because there's going to be a lot more a lot more Hudson River Derbys. All right, but if you come through in a big moment for us, we will love you forever. Okay, so if someone rises up like Big Bird or somebody and fucking heads the ball in the back of the net, we will remember you forever, just like we were talking about fucking Ben Sweat, someone that everyone universally fucking hated during his tenure with, with with NYCFC, but he had this one iconic moment where he fucking rose up above everybody and hit a ball from an impossible angle and fucking hit a upper 90 header far post off of a service, which was fucking ridiculous, and we will remember that moment forever because it happened during a derby. So let's march in there and fuck up the Red Bulls. Fuck, New- fuck the New York Red Bulls, New Jersey Red Bulls, New York Red Bulls. Fuck the Red Bulls. Fuck
1: chop cheese.
0: Yeah, and fuck chop cheese. We will see you guys on. Sa- we will see you guys on Saturday, and hopefully we'll be in a fucking fantastic mood on Sunday. New York was, is, and will always be fucking blue. Fuck the Red Bulls.
4: Freedom.